when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Tuesday, April 27th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 392. I am your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today, Rob Zachney. Good morning. Patrick Klepek. I'm ready to punch without aiming. Uh, and Kado, you should aim. Kado's also here. Don't punch without you aiming. You, you can't aim. aim when you punch. Otherwise, no, you won't punch. You'll punch. shoot. Oh, sure. Punches are just, I, you know, there's only so far your arm can go. You don't need to aim that. Just swing it. I would simply make the button for punching different. <laughs> uh, you'd, oh, yeah. P for punch on the, on the keyboard. punch on the keyboard, yeah. Or, like, right thumbstick in, like, the way... The way is that the Master Chief? Does his right thumbstick in Master Chief, or is that called? I believe, I believe yeah. it is right thumbstick. That, no, right. It, no, it's yeah, you know classic, very intuitive it, gameplay design of stagger an enemy, walk up to them, wait for the left mountain mouse button prompt, and then punch through them until they die. That's uh-huh. that's game design. That's baby. the important part, really. You have to punch through your enemy. Through them. <laughs> through them. Okay. B is melee on in like the classic Halo thing. I should know this because a thing I didn't say I've been playing is Halo ODST. Uh, I don't intend yeah. to talk about it. You thought yet. about that jazz soundtrack and we're just I did. I was to... like, you know what? Let me jump into some ODST. Let me see this shit. Uh, I played like half of that game. That game's all right. I haven't finished it. I don't think it really knows what it's doing with the open like hub space. Well, you have to like remember the context in which I that do. game came out, yeah. which was like Bungie, you know, wanted to make a small thing, and so they made like a hub world Halo. It was very no- no- it was novel and interesting at the time. Between stuff in the hub world is very big sometimes. <laughs> like there, will, and when I say stuff, I don't even mean levels. I mean like encounters. You'll just walk for you'll walk without musical accompaniment sometimes for like <laughs> just three hallways. Minutes. Just all. I mean, it's like it's 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 basically it's a city. It's like city streets, but those city streets are just hallways, right? So, it's fine. I'm enjoying it. Um, that's not what I'm here to talk about today. In fact, I'm, I'm I only have old Fillion? shit basically. That is the one with Nathan Fillion, okay. correct? Cool. That's the one with Nathan K-tier. Fillion and who else? Alan There's Tudor. a bunch of. I think Isn't so. that Reach? Tudic no? is in it. Or is they? No. Are they? No. No. Okay. No. ODST is kind of the fun one, right? You can't like you can't kill the entire cast of Firefly again. For <laughs> That's a bummer. Uh, and it truly is the cast of 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 Firefly. I the Doctor guy is in it. I don't think the Doctor guy is in it. I think shithead Adam Baldwin is in it. Uh, uh, really? So, yes. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Unfortunately, and Nolan North <laughs> and Trisha Helfer. I used to get tweeted by that guy all the time. What a weird. Still? (laughs) No, no. I just, my brain is just, is thinking back to the era in which you would, you know, I still had push notifications on for, you know, like if a verified person, but you're not following tweets at you. And it's like, what? What's this? It's like, oh no. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Miserable. 
Miserable. Uh anyway, that's that's the Halo minute. Um how how's everyone doing? Everyone everyone doing okay? I didn't Seems- sleep. Yeah, I'm also <laughs> not doing great. I got deep Why? into looking at Okay. So let me tell you wh- how I fucked up. Emmanuel, don't listen to this. <laughs> uh, Jason, don't listen to this. Emmanuel, well, this don't is, interrupt. This all happens. They won't like they won't listen to it till what Tuesday evening. At which point you'll put in some some work. And no, no, it's go, already oh. done. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> week or so ago, um, I was set up on an interview with About the makers of this documentary, uh, Colette. Uh, which is a documentary about a French resistance fighter um, going to visit the concentration I know where this is going. Where her brother was killed. I hey, don't. No, I'm filling in the gaps here in my brain. <laughs> Go ahead. So it's been a busy couple weeks. Lots been going on. Never got time to sit down and write the article. It was a good interview. I just didn't have time to write the article. And I was like, I'll get around to it. And then last night. you And also like in this chain of events is you pinging me maybe four days ago to be like, so like what's with transcriptions these days? Like how we do it. What's these the things? new tech? Like what, you know, By the Otter, way, you undersold Trent. Otter. Otter's real good. It's, it's real I, good. I know, but uh, you run out of minutes and then I guess they've told me I could just, yeah, uh, I'll pay for stuff. I can expense it. Yeah. It, it's um, a better, we, AI the things I'm, I, the things I'm contemplating spending money on right now, Pat, like Otter <laughs> is not, not a concern. All right. Uh, but, wow. <laughs> fucking flex on him. <laughs> I don't know. Is it a flex or so is it just like also, <laughs> also like, what is the, what is the most expensive possible solution to running a music library? I must oh have God. it. Anyway, point is, so I didn't get around to it. And then last night I finish uh, watching the basketball game and I'm like, hey, wonder what happened with them Academy Awards. <laughs> documentary fucking one and people are like what's up with it what one Re- let a video game documentary one? why did vince zampella get shouted out on an oscar uh acceptance speech which is definitely what happened because i also watched it while grinding near quests <laughs> yeah and so i was like literally this story's gonna be timely for exactly one day and that day is tomorrow uh-huh and so I was like, fuck it. I guess I'll write the story right now and go and deal with this transcript and mm. figure out like how to like it was also one of those things where like you're sort of working on the story in the back of your head. You don't really know what you're going to write, but like you're kind of working on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so there I was like 11 p.m. being like, I guess I'll just bang this out real quick. <laughs> and there I was at 630 in the morning. Rob. Um, sending a 2200 word essay Ooh. to Emmanuel being like you might need to read this carefully um, I got pretty loopy toward the end oh. but uh, this probably needs to run today <laughs> and so that's why I stayed up uh, because I didn't do this in a timely fashion and then the academy fucked me <laughs> by making this, this story super yeah, relevant right. uh-huh. first thing Monday God. Well, I'm glad the second you... worst thing the academy did yesterday. Okay, what was the worst thing? What's your what's your big? You didn't see? Did you? Uh, unaware how not, the Oscars I ended? I did not engage at all. Oh, the, uh, they, yeah. I, this is the San Francisco where they were 
uh, in terms of homelessness. No, nope. not what no. we're talking about. No. Not the fact that lots so of they, homeless people moved there and they had to be pushed out of where they were residing. No? Okay. No, that, that's all pre-Oscars. This is, this ah, is I see. you know, I'm okay. bad, bad. You know, I'm not trying to uh, <laughs> undercut that. But no, they specifically, for the first time in I don't know how long, like reshuffled the order of the awards. Um, oh. And specifically uh didn't do best picture like usually if you don't watch the oscars like yeah. it's usually like you know uh best picture is the last one it's the mm-hmm. picture of the year yada yada often like best director is right before that and frequently those are paired or there's like an apology one that's like well you're not getting best picture but we'll give you best director which is the nice runner up anyway they put um like best actor at the end clearly anticipating no. that no. a uh like Chadwick Boseman oh, would get no. the award right um hmm. And, but, you know, they don't, you know, in theory, don't look at this stuff ahead of time. And it is a surprise to all, you know, go back and look at the, you know, see Moonlight from a couple of years yeah. back. Awesome. Um, not only uh, did Chadwick Boseman not win the award, um, but uh, Hawking Phoenix was the presenter and he was really disinterested in doing the shtick they had signed him, which was... Uh, Hey, talk about what it's like to inhabit a character. And he comes out and is just like, I don't know. That's not really a process. This is what they wanted me to talk about. Oh, my eh, God. Here are the nominees. <laughs> and then the nominees occur. I mean, it's once you become Hopkins. the Joker, what is left, you know? What's exactly. <laughs> well, he's been Jokerified for some some time now. Yeah, even um, before he was the Joker, he was Joker. I'm yeah. still, uh, he was in I'm Still Here mode still. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's... well, So... Uh, you know, not everyone's in the same room, um, like for the Oscars, like uh. there, I guess they had like two different uh, in-person sites. That they were like swap the cameras between and then had folks who were in different time zones on cameras. But Anthony Hopkins, my man's old. He was sleeping, you know, doing what he should do. And so he wins. Hawking Venus goes, he's not here. Mm-hmm. The Academy accepts on his behalf. Good night, everyone. Cut to credits. Oscar <laughs> Questlove is like, I guess it's over. And then it just ends. And like, then also Chadwick Boseman like was turned into an NFT and that was given out to also all of the. Sucked. Yeah. So that's the that's the beginning and the end of this is like before oh. the Oscars, uh, Boseman had been turned into a the gold plated NFT that was being given to, quote unquote, all of the oscar nominees or whatever and then at the end he didn't win which is what you know whatever um you know it was just sort of like the the fact that they tried to set it up for this particular moment and it went completely awry was was it was it was it was funny Uh, uh, funny but also kind of predictable for yeah yes does the does the academy not know who they are like literally (laughs) a track record of unerring like largely getting these things wrong in terms of like what performances or films are going to be remembered from well from those I, years. Mm-hmm. And then two, snubbing black artists. <laughs> I feel like yep. the people producing the Oscars are a very different group from the rest of the Academy is the issue. And the p- people producing were maybe expecting something different. Uh, I think they people, should know it. Right, yeah. right. I remember... Um, Make the safe bet. <laughs> like... <laughs> you don't remember, like, Dominic Dunn would openly brag about the like petty fucking grudges he would carry out through his academy voting in vanity fair like his boring <laughs> ass Christ. uh like column that they just had him running for every month for for an eternity that was literally just like 
various in- incidents of like who in what way who shall Dominic Dunn uh, name drop and star fuck this month that was the mm-hmm. entire appeal <laughs> and like there would be months where he was like this person wasn't very nice to uh, me at a party mm-hmm. and so I took great pleasure in not voting for them uh, when when their film was up and that's Eat that's shit. like that's how the Academy is mm-hmm. yeah um, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of people like that um, but anyway so I shouldn't bury the lead here though. The documentary I was writing about, Colette, that was made for the Medal of Honor game that you probably didn't hear of. It's the VR one? Yep, you did hear of Is it. Right? Above and Beyond. <laughs> what? I, I heard of it because like three days ago, I happened to be in a Discord where someone went, Respawn made a fucking Medal of Honor VR game? <laughs> so that's the only reason I've heard of it. Yeah, and so one of the things that um, apparently has been in a bunch of the Medal of Honor games, even though this has made no impression on me whatsoever, is they've had a thing called the Medal of Honor Gallery. And so in, like, Medal of Honor games, there's often some sort of, like, informational video or, like, a little bit of the the history behind the gameplay. And uh, so one of the people who worked on the very first Medal of Honor game... uh, like is a documentary director and got tapped for this documentary about this uh, French resistance fighter. And it's only like a 30 minute documentary and it's uh, being hosted on the guardian right now. Cause the guardian ended up being the distributor for it. Mm. Um, but it's really, really good. Um, and I think what, what I found really appealing about it is that I think we're all familiar with like the architect, like a lot of the archetypal greatest generation type gauzy memoir Mm -hmm. of world war two type stuff. What's really kind of bracing about Colette is that the central character is kind of asking throughout the film, like, what is the point of all this? Like, what do you hope to get out of this? Um, what, like, why, why are we going through this excruciating detail about what happened to my dead brother got like arrested by the Nazis and worked to death? Um, and so, like, the film is really, you can tell, like, it's kind of set up to be this, I think it was set up to be a slightly mawkish structure, but the central character in it, like, keeps kind of straining at that structure and keeps kind of blowing it up. And so a lot of the beats that you're kind of expecting don't go quite the same way. And it becomes a lot more about how complicated, like, the war happens, but families aren't any less complicated just because the tragedy of history happened to them, right? Mm-hmm. And so the the thing this thing becomes about is like, well, tell us about your relationship with your brother. Well, I didn't have a very good one. He was older than I was, and he was way smarter, and we didn't really get along. So I didn't know him very well. Um, my mom took it way harder than I did. Uh, okay. Um, how, you know, what was your relationship with your mom like? It was all right, but, uh, you know, there was that one time she said, I wish that you died instead of your brother. <laughs> and, like, the thing by the end of this movie that sort of hits you is that, like, so many things, like, get caught up in, like, describing the scale or the sweep or the scope of World War II. And what you lose is that, like, like 53 million people die during that war. Every single, like, they all have They're complicated all particular families people. and contacts. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you see this, yeah. and you're like, oh, my God. They're like, these are recognizable family dynamics. And instead of them sort of trailing off over the course of, like, a, the normal life cycle of a family, it all kind of gets, like, terminated early. 
and imbued with this like like this character of like historical tragedy in the middle of these already complicated family dynamics. Mm-hmm. And um but the the real the real like twist in all this was that um so it's a documentary short. It's not a long picture. They don't go into a ton of detail about certain things. They they had to choose what they really focused on. And I think they made good choices. It stands it stands alone. It's really good. But um I was talking to the director and he mentioned that there's one thing they couldn't get into, um, which was the fact that Colette's brother, Jean-Pierre, they were both resistance members. They're part of different cells. His cell got picked up. Hers didn't. But it wasn't the resistance. It wasn't the usual resistance shit that got them. Um, it wasn't like they were smuggling weapons, like, et cetera. That, none of that was what did it. He got picked up for leaving a bouquet of flowers at huh. the gravestone of a dead resistance member, which was like capital crime uh, mm-hmm. in Nazi occupied France. And so, and the thing was Colette had been the one to create the bouquet. She, she was bundling bouquets uh, for these, for these like nocturnal missions to mark these graves. Um, and that's how he got like picked up. Um, like he and some of his uh, crew were out there and a couple of them got caught and were coerced into giving up other members of the cell. But like, so in this documentary, it's all about like, what is the point of doing this? Why do we have to go into this like detail? Why, why is it so important that you like know every little detail about who died and that we remember them in such and such a way? Hovering in the background of all this unstated is the mm. fact that like the cent- like the central absence of the film is someone who died performing an act of like memorial mm-hmm. and that kind of like once I saw because I learned that after I saw the film and it kind of tilted the entire film a little bit for me where it's like oh this is actually a much longer like dialogue that Colette's been having with herself probably for for many years um, and so it's just it, it's an irony that's uh, sort of not apparent in the film but is some really fascinating context outside of it uh, so in the end, like, I'm, I'm glad I, I wrote the article up. I wish I hadn't done it in the middle of the night, uh-huh. but like, it was kind of interesting to talk to these folks about like the wealth of good material they had and the things they had to choose. Totally. That is on the site now, I believe. Yep. Uh, that is, that is how respawn in the middle of honor games just won an Oscar with Colette by Rob Zachney. Nice job, Rob. Good, good job hustling. I wish you, I wish you had a little more heads up that that <laughs> this was in the that was this was a chance because then at least you could have. Uh, we oh, I had knew, it ready but I without. knew there was a chance. I knew it was uh, nominated. I see. Mm, I, I just see. was like, I should really get this out before the uh, Academy Awards. That's not going to happen. It's just not that kind of week. But they'll <laughs> probably lose. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's and then it's a story that you can publish any day this week. You know, yeah, at that right. point, yeah. Um, well, uh, it sounds good. Uh, thank you. I've heard Rob, the game for, is not very for, good, though. <laughs> oh, have you played the VR? No, I've just I didn't. I've not heard particularly good things about oh, this. See. The game. Well, itself. you know, sometimes sometimes the game is good. Sometimes the attached documentary is good. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, classic dichotomy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Patrick, what are you? What are you up to? I know there was something you wanted to get to last week that we did not because you had to bounce. So we should uh, probably wrap I, back around to that ASAP. Uh, I did. Yeah, I've been I'm I think I looked at my hour count this morning. I'm, I played seven hours of Returnal, which is okay. the new Housemark, uh roguelike 
uh, that comes out for a PS5 that I learned like 48 hours ago that is $70. I uh, did not yeah, realize it was a super full, full price. Yeah. Uh-huh. Game. I've, uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that yet. I will, but let's set that aside. Um, uh, Returnal, other than having a very bad name, um, is I'm back. I'm all a- the way around on it. Honestly, I've I've come around. Yeah, but that's on different. Returnal. You're all the way around on it, like in a way that you've come like to accept <gasps> that it's bad and embrace it. Yeah. Uh huh. Returns um, to it. I returned to it. Yeah, I went all <laughs> yeah, the yeah. way around. I've returned uh-huh. to. Is uh-huh. this good? <laughs> well, just yes, just just like the loop in the game. Um, right. You know, I don't know exactly what's going on here, but the basic premise of Returnal is that you are. Uh, this woman on a spaceship coming to uh, investigate a signal, I think called the the white noise. Um, you crash land on a planet that looks very, you know, Geiger, very, uh, you know, original alien um, sort of a vibe. A um, little more vegetation, but definitely like pulling a lot of like architectural design from a lot of like Chia Geiger's Geiger. work. Huh? <laughs> Chia Geiger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, d- d- you know, big ominous. Just imagine a xenomorph with the fucking chia grass growing out of its like head. I think the, I think we got a winner here. Honestly, I think we should send this over to who has that? Is that is that is that Disney now? Also, Did Disney buy that? From they Fox? have Fox. Yeah, they yeah, they, yeah, so, they own Fox, so they own uh-huh. Alien. Um, God damn it! Uh, they're never gonna go for chia xenomorph. <laughs> <laughs> we had Actually, oh, a million sure? different chia grogus. I yeah, was gonna they, say they, they might. They absolutely do. I literally just Googled it and this popped up first when I put in alien, alien Chia. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just Grogu. It's just Grogu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I want that one. That, all right. I want a living xenomorph, a living yeah. alien, a living the creature from Alien. They didn't ever actually call it a xenomorph. Oh, I fucking know. On. Don't write in your letters. Uh, but I want one alive Whatever. with the Chia. Everyone calls it a xenomorph. Not the people who yell at me every time I call it the xenomorph, Kata. I want to keep calling the xenomorph. Xenomorph, Xenomorph, Xenomorph. It's a cool name, uh, too. We're getting it's closer. We're getting closer. That's that's the predator. That's the predator. <laughs> Ew. We're in the same you. zone. The predator in the 70s getting ready to <laughs> yeah, that, I feel the town. Problem. Predator doing his best. Uh, yeah. It's like, uh, oh, oh, my God. man. Shit. Hold uh, on. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to get there. It's fine. It's, it's <laughs> this fine. exists somewhere in the internet. Talk, keep talking to me about... about uh, Returnal before Kato scares me. Yeah, while you, uh, yeah, you might want to go to Etsy. I feel like that might uh, while solve he your, sends me uh, the predator with a fucking chia perm. <laughs> uh, so you you crash you crash land on this place. You don't know why, but you're investigating the signal. Um, and you uh, quickly come across the fact that you are finding like your body like in different spots where you have. Come that's no good before. yeah not great it's a, not a great sign um, you're fi- you know you're finding voice recorded messages of yourself from a different timeline um and and your character takes it with you know take kind of takes it in stride uh is definitely uh you know expresses nervousness like well this seems not great um oh, buddy. but it seems like this woman has had had issues before she crash landed on this on this planet and maybe this this planet is just where she's gonna work out her uh, her problems. Um, so yeah, it is a, uh, if you played any house mark games in the past, like they often are dealing with, uh, oh, what did you get us? Oh, what I don't uh, understand is there's a, oh, it's also a Chewbacca. It's a Chewbacca. A Chewy Chewy Yoda. With- used how Yoda turned into Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what's funny is that it, the Chewie, for some reason, like, forgoes the hair on his face. That's different hair, apparently. It's different hair. But they should have just made it all around Chia with all the hair. All green. Green Chewie. Yum. Tell me about House Mark games, <laughs> Patrick. They shoot. You shoot. You, you shoot. shoot you shoot. Um, they're, you know, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I don't think. What was the last one that they did? They I did uh, next. Was it next Machina or was it yes, Matterfall? That was a t- that was a, was that the top down one? Was that like the one next they Machina didn't make was for top Sony? Down. Wasn't that all that a was, different oh, platforms? Wait, they did Reso. No, that was Matterfall. Matterfall was the one for Sony. I want to say that was the one with like okay. a jetpack. They came out like back to back. Next Machina was like June and uh, of 2017, and Matterfall was August. So that was yeah. like boom, boom. We got two of these. Next, I haven't, uh, I haven't played their last couple. The last one I think I played was one with like the alternating colors that had like strong um, Ikigura uh, vibes. Um, I forget what that one was called, but they it was like a 2D like action Metroid. Anyway, like they do hardcore action games. Like that is that is their yes. bit. They did you know Resogun at the the launch of PS3. They often are doing games that. Um, are like just really stylistically uh like fun to look at like lots of big par- particle effects very arcadey yes you know they're they are I wouldn't say that the only thing going for those games is like you're trying to do a high score but like they're in that uh, in that vein yeah super stardust um uh I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I know from them but like that's the vibe right it and, is, and if there is like a uh, a modern genre that is the most like put in another coin, like give it another run, like the roguelike is it. So like the fact that sure. Housemark has found themselves now making a roguelike, it, like actually maps pretty appropriately to to their skill set, while also giving them runway to do something a little more uh, am- ambitious. Um, well, the thing that happened right was like in 2017, I think after Next Machina and Matterfall didn't find. Audience, much of an audience, yeah. They came out and said, "We're done making this this type of game. Um, we're we're gonna tr- we're gonna shake it up, basically, um, because it, it, I, I think that they felt like they were making they were making really mechanically smart and aesthetically sharp games that were not finding audiences, and so they were like, "It's time to it's time to shake it up a little bit." And so this is the first time that they've made something with like a narrative thrust in this way that I can maybe not the first time but the first time since this kind of contemporary version well there's of, like, like they're like you know like they like they've made games that have like plot lines and like quote unquote stories but like this yes. is you know yes. like one where um they're trying to like weave it into the to the gameplay um and it's also know, a third person shooter in a way that it's yes. not like a top down arcadey action shooter or something right i mean I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it still probably feels tell me how it feels it, it feels very good. Like it, it feels okay. excellent to control. Like no shock. Um, like playing a house mark action game feels like really fucking good. It's a, um, you know, you can you're running around in third person. You have uh, a dash. Like that dash has, you know, you can do a quick dash, and if you hold the circle, it does like a longer dash. Mm. Um, the shooting just feels like man. If it, it feels great, it's really aided by. The the DualSense controller, um, they this is probably the first game since Astro's Playroom that manages to do much of anything with the promise <laughs> of like the haptic feedback that's happening in that controller. Like short aside, my understanding of like why that's the case is because like none of like Sony really didn't hand out like the APIs for developers to work on that controller in time for <laughs> launch. So developers were just sort of guessing 
at like how the controller was going to feel and work. So then oh Astro's God. Playroom comes out, feels incredible. You play a game like Bug Snacks where it's just like, do they forget how to program? Like this doesn't really make a lot of uh, a sense. And so I think now you're seeing games like Astro's Playroom was essentially so one of many things it served was to right. develop toolkits and examples for developers to work off of. So not super shocked that um, like it's taking like roughly, you know, eight months later where we're seeing games like actually be able to to pay that off. I still think Astro's Playroom will look back in five years and be like, that was the best way to do it. And they did it once. Um, but um, this game does uh, uh, do uh, some of that. Although it do- the first man, you jump into the game and it's like, hey, we're, let's explain the controls. Like, how oh, you can jump, you can dash, um, you can shoot. Um, do you want to, uh, like, you you want to, like, uh, aim and then shoot? Like, get a little closer, a little zoom action? Uh, just halfway hold down the, you know, L2 to do that. And then if you want to do your alt fire, you uh, hold it. It's, I can't remember which way it was. It was, like, one, you, like, slight press. The other, mm-hmm. you have to, like, hold press. And it's trying to take advantage of the fact that you have these very sensitive uh, triggers that actually um, can do like can can employ multiple mechanics within one th- theory, one button. It's an L two, but it's you know you've got an L two one and L two two. It's it was like a, a nightmare. Like I I spent like all of thirty seconds trying to figure out how to alt fire and switch between zoom while in the midst of like nine hundred bullets raining down on you. Said absolutely not. Um, went into the options menu and thankfully you can turn it off and you can, you can just, just put it on a different <laughs> button presumably you just, yeah you just put it on l1 it's like l1 is your alt fire like l2 is your you know zoom yeah. to aim and that that became i highly recommend if you end up checking this out that like you is there give it something a shot. else I, on I know l1 some people swear by it but uh is there some is there something else on l1 to begin with that you i don't like? think so no, okay no, so it is just yeah okay it is it, it, it is it is trying to i mean it's, you know people who yeah, play sure. splatoon swear by like the gyro controls so, like i'm not gonna fully knock alternative controls or but it didn't it felt very in the way that the alien space of this game it felt very alien to attempt mm-hmm. to play the game that way and i i a whole whole cloth rejected it so uh returnal it I, up front it's a really hard game um um it has a really brutal initial skill arc that i've I I wish they would put out a demo for this because I think it's the kind of thing where people need to get a sense. Of, I want to feel it. Yeah. I th- I wish they would put out a demo that's like, hey, you could do three runs and then the demo turns off. Um, And was, so you could get a sense of the loop. You could get a sense of the gameplay. Um, because I do think $70 is a big ask for a game that is going to punch you in the face really fast. Like it, it took me a good 90 minutes before I like started to get into a groove for it. You are, um, this is a game in which you have, uh, you know, you're, you have a, you have a map in the corner that gives you a sense of everything in the space, right? So you can, mm-hmm. you can theory, you can see all the enemies that are in a space the moment you enter it. There's no surprise. Huh. Um, and so, um, you, you, but in a, you're, so you're, you're glancing down in the corner to look at this map while also looking in front of you where you might have three different enemies who are alternating between like three different spaces of elevation and also showering you not with just traditional attacks of like they're coming to get you and to swipe you. They're showering you with like 90 bullets that can like spread across the screen. You can dash through those things. And so you're starting to set up um, like dashing through that, getting to a higher elevation, looking down, looking down at your mini map. Um, that's all in addition to the like myriad other mechanics that you're dealing with. Like, for example, there is what it's called the adrenaline system in which every time that you take out an enemy, um, you are chaining together 
um, up like passive upgrades for your character so that you take out three enemies in a row without getting hit. Then all of a sudden um, you get an upgrade like they will drop more of the currency. Um, mm-hmm. You will earn uh, uh, like your melee attack becomes more powerful. Um, you could get slight heat vision. Um, and these are all different levels of this, like as you're escalating through one, two, three, four, five. So. In addition to survival, there are mechanics that are, like, really built around, like, you just avoiding getting hit entirely. Um, right. It's not a big deal. You you get hit once, you get knocked back to zero, and, you know, you'll enter a room that has six to eight enemies, and you'll be back to, you know, level two or three. Um, but that's, like, order. a classic house marquee yes. thing of, like, or that's a classic arcade game thing, right? That's a classic space shooter building up your your multiplier or building up your you know how how many options you have uh, uh you know attached to you and if you get hit that goes back down to zero there are definitely old arcade games where like or not even old arcade games there are definitely you know shoot 'em ups <clears throat> excuse me shoot 'em ups where um you if you get hit hit you're basically assuring yourself that you're not going to get like a good enough score for it to rate or in the like um uh the kind of fan game space uh you'll end up like oh i can't get the the good ending in this shooter anymore because i got hit once on level seven and that means i've lost my my multiplier i had to use a bomb and i need all eight bombs to to alter to activate the alternate boss or none, none of that is so. here they, they actually have a but it's, separate, it's, it's still like a nice arc it's, it's a nice yes that's a nice variation on that when it gives thing. you an insight it's it, it's, yes. it's one again it's like this is a game in which you are if you were to explain what you are keeping track of and what you are doing in any one moment it mm-hmm. seems utterly overwhelming because they are just stacking like risk reward on top of risk reward on top of risk reward and you're employing decisions about that like right constantly right. and and they they take the the multiplier aspect and in their their daily mode um which like gives you a bunch of like very unique challenges like ah when you defeat an enemy um it turns into a a a, a pit of acid or uh long falls will damage you everything every action you take in the daily mode increases a multiplier so it's not just like cool. you're doing these these multiple levels of defeating enemies and getting like passive bonuses it's that every time you pick up an item every time you defeat an enemy every time you land a shot every time um that you access an area um that all increases your multiplier and then then you then you are purely going for a high score in which you are just doing one run of one biome like one area and when you finish that then it's over and there's a high score at the end and every time you do the daily you get access to the uh, uh, as long as you finish it, you, you can finish it last place. You could just sprint through to the end um, and you get these keys that let you unlock. Uh, cur- there are uh, there are different uh, chests in the world that are cursed. They're malignant and you can open them and you can accept the curse, which is like uh, your melee attack is half damage until you defeat three enemies or find a chest. Um, or you can spend a currency that cleanses it and then you can open it and get whatever, you know, weapon upgrade or, um, you know, various upgrades are uh, accessible in the game. Um, so that's like a reason to do the daily, even if that's you're not fun. actually playing for the yeah. high score. And I actually will say the high score is like I found myself doing it and getting into it. Or like, oh, this is a bad run. And all of a sudden, like I've cleared out three rooms in a row and I have like a 30x multiplier where like defeating <laughs> one enemy is like dropping like, yeah. like an incredible amount of points. And actually I will stop doing this the moment this game is available to the public. Cause like right now I'm consistently getting like the best score in the world. And I'm like, damn, I'm good at returnal. And then on Thursday it will, I will <laughs> cease to be good at, uh, uh, returnal. So it's all to say that, uh, 
the games the studio makes are are always meant to be challenging like they are mm-hmm. they're old school arcade this is this is one of those and then also dropped into a roguelike in which you know you can get into a room where they drop a boss variant that is extremely difficult and then your run is over and right. like i the first really good run i had um i played for 2 plus hours made it to the second area uh beat a mini boss in that area was feeling good. I was like, man, I'm just going to, we're just cruising. Like, let's just keep going in this game. And then like rounded a corner, like one particular enemy just like kind of caught me off guard and it was over like done. Like, you know, send you back to, to the beginning. Um, which are all sorts of just the genre, right? Like it really is just, it is the genre, but it's, it is, uh, unique to be playing. I think for like, two and a half hours for out of two of four areas, right? Like right. in theory, it's yeah. a game that you could be, if you're playing careful and short, you know, you could be playing for six, eight hours. I, what I will say is they account for that in various ways. Um, so um, when you die, uh, for example, you immediately, when you start, when you, when you launch back into the world, um, you can, there's a, a orange sort of marker. That's like, Hey, now I know that is the transfer portal to the next world. I can just sort of sprint there pretty quickly, jump through that portal, go to the next area. Is the is the world the whole world gets regenerated? It's not just like mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. You're you're encountering very similar. Um, you know, you're seeing the Lego blocks like apply. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, you know, once you've played it, you know, once you've died, you know, died ten fifty times, you're going to see. Oh, I know this area. If I come into here, I know that there'll be a secret over here. You don't know what the secret will be, but you generally get mm-hmm. a sense of the the space. Um, as as you're going through. Um, of course, again, this is systems on systems. Every time that you are defeating enemies, you are filling a gun proficiency meter, and as that levels up. That means that the guns that you find are going to be, you know, more powerful. So you start at zero. And that and so carries over from run to run, the proficiency Not from run meter? to run. It only oh, okay. carries over from area to area. And so let's say you jump huh. into a run. You're like, I want to explore more of that second area. Well, in those wet, those uh, enemies are going to start at level like five ish, let's say. Um, and so, but you can, and you can sprint through, right. jump into that area, but you're going to start with level zero weapons in which, you know, if you know how to, you know, uh, attack them, you can survive some of those encounters, but you, you just don't have the DPS. Like you're just yeah. going to be kind of yeah. screwed, but the game accounts for this as well. As soon as you make it through the portal to the other side, they have like a weapon, like an item that's just like, we'll randomize, uh, we're going to pick out of a hat, like what your weapon proficiency should be. Like, we, if you, if you were to have completely done that first area, ah, like you would probably be like a four or five or a six and it'll just pick a number, assign it to you. And suddenly you're getting level six, you know, weapon drops, but you don't start the area with a level six weapon. You start it with a pea shooter right. and you have a level zero. And so you just right. need to survive long enough in order to find like a weapon crate that will open up. And immediately you will have a weapon that makes you like fully skilled to That's handle fun. the enemies in that area. Yeah. Um, but you've also just like a roguelike given up uh, exploring all the items and passive upgrades. Maybe there was something really in good area. in that first area that could have shaped your run a different way or, or whatever. you won't have keys, right? Like, right. so there like lots of things are locked in this, in this game in which you won't have the keys to open the secret areas. And so, you know, it's the risk reward of, a, if you've you played any of these types of games, I feel like Returnal will for a lot of people, maybe be the first time they've kind of engaged with a roguelike because there's not a ton a of games to play on PS5. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. it, it looks it looks good think, as hell. 
it's so interesting to me because like you know we started this by saying it's a seventy dollar game, which is expensive, yep. which is like flat out like that's that's a, a very high price. It's expensive um, regardless of getting into the a hundred percent. You know, like the uh, you know the cost, the like meta, analysis the, of a, and the meta commentary around like what is a roguelike, what is a how game, much and roguelike, yeah. right? Yeah, but like I, I do think it's very funny to me that like there was an era where I liked roguelikes and like got excited for you know a new a new console roguelike. That would, of course, cost a full price because all games on consoles were costing full price at the time. I think about like Baroque dropped on the Wii, uh, and that was a roguelike that was adapted from like a Saturn era roguelike, um, or like it was like an update to that. Basically, I've seen people making the um, argument they're like, we need to go back and rehabilitate uh, Breath of Fire or Dragon Quarter, <laughs> like sure, a, a, right, an, yeah, er, uh, an early roguelike uh, that people uh, early, totally, were just like, this is- isn't how Breath of Fire is supposed to play. <laughs> You're supposed the- to grind for sixty hours. But now we know there's this whole other genre. Um, I was a big fan of the Sheer and the Wanderer games, I, and that that like when I bought that on DS, that was a full price DS game. But yep. in the last, obviously, the last you know decade or so, as the roguelike has spread and become the roguelite and gained different uh, different audiences, uh, it's weird the ways in which the expectation is this is a. a Ten to thirty dollar at the high level genre because of repetition or because of I mean it's because they've been independent games yeah. and we pay we pay people lesser independent games yes um uh, and and I well often because I the aesthetic the aesthetic, we've created this the, this this yes. notion and also it's reflected in the amount of money that's spent on these games totally in which you totally. look at a spelunky and. There's a lot of cost in that, but you don't necessarily see it in the splashy, like, aesthetic. The, you know, particle, like, fit, the particle physics in Returnal are really Yeah, Returnal good. looks expensive. It's like, right. yo, like, look at this. Like, this, this, you know, you know, they're, it looks good. <laughs> you, you wish so that I, Stranding were a bullet hell. That is exactly uh, right. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I thought the same thing as soon as I saw this character moving. I was like, damn. What she it, looks you, sad. It's raining everywhere. The techno <laughs> guns don't seem to be getting the job done against the monsters. Yep. That's that's uh there it is. Uh I've already forgot the name of the game that we just said. That's how tired I am this morning, Rob. So I'm I'm here with you. Um Death Stranding. That's what that's what the, <laughs> the game we were just talking about was. Dude, Patrick, <laughs> like this sounded so inexplicable. Like this entire I needed a, like I almost created a conspiracy board to understand uh-huh. like the flow of decisions in this game. You want to talk about parasites? You want to talk about the fa- you know, you can also attach parasites. And also I have and the then- worst like I'm like this sounds horrible. I think I would hate this game, but I really need to see it to know. I really need to wonder uh-huh. how some of these decisions hit. Like, it seems like too much to t- keep track of. But what if you could master all those variables and trade-offs? I'm you in. Like, I'm all the way fucking in on this game. I, I, this I think point, some people are. I, I think this game funny. is going to be hot or cold. It's, like, yeah. I, I think it's going to click for a lot of people. I think. Do you think the it, difficulty thing is going to be a thing where, like, uh, you know I hate the Dark Souls difficulty uh-huh. discourse yep. mm. and the ways in which edgelords on the internet treat it like it's like an, uh, uh, that they, they conquered some great mountain that they carried across up the hill uh, to become the, the greatest Dark Souls player And, and of in all this time. game, you are scaling a mountain, so quite but literally. Like, but do you think that to some degree, I'm curious if to some degree that subculture of like, I love it when a game is hard, bullshit, actually means that there will be that early adoption People who who say like get good about this game and who are really annoying, but also mm. serve the purpose of dragging people past that initial hump of difficulty. It's a, it's almost impossible for that to not become some measure of the discussion once you've introduced like we're telling a story and we're taking it seriously. Because then yeah. at that point you have introduced a variable that's going to attract people that may not necessarily like 
have come here for the mechanics right. alone, right? You're saying right. like, and we're also, this game also drops, you know, uh, you know, we're starting to turn a corner on like, you know, a, a lot of games coming out for like a wide variety of people between Nier and Resident Evil and the Ratchet and Crack Clank trailer I just looked at looked fucking dope. Like that game looks great. So like there's stuff coming out, but you know, there's not, it's, you know, people are going to want to try this because it's the new fancy PS5 game. And I think that is going to lead people making a rash decision. Um, And this isn't Steam where it's like, okay, I'll pay the 70 bucks. I'll play it for an hour and then I'll just refund it. And like, that's just the, you know, that's, you know, there are a lot of problems with Steam's refunding process and like how they treat the two hour marker. But at the end of the day, I like the fact that people can try a thing and if there is, because making a demo is also resource intensive. It is not just like (laughs) snap your fingers and make a demo. That's, that's work. And like, so I wish that people could, you know, I don't know, or use PlayStation now. Like, even if it's that you can't download it, like, just let people, like, access the thing for a small period of time to get a sense of whether, because playing it is going to be so much different than watching it. One, playing it's going to seem so fucking, or watching it's going to seem so fucking overwhelming because anyone that's uh, playing it and you're watching that experience, like, they've internalized a bunch of the systems and the risk rewards that are that are happening. And you kind of need to, like, go through that like hurdle yourself. Um, you don't think it's it, like, you think it's like too intense compared to something like binding of Isaac or something in terms of making those decisions clear for your audience. I mean, maybe I just, I just mean you, like you it. need to actually have like the feel for yourself. Of like, yeah. is this something like the, the shooting is really good. And I think that's, what's mm-hmm. going to be the draw for a lot of people that initially go the fuck man. Like who would want to play a game <laughs> like this and keep, you know, you know, the, the thing is so much with returnal, like a lot of games that uh, function this way, it's very easy to imagine how Returnal is just like a standard, like third person action game with a linear story and like a balance that is just meant to like take you across an eight to 10 hour story. Mm-hmm. Like you play this and you go, oh, you could just do like, I'm not trying to wave a wand. I'm just saying like, you've built a system and mechanics that like, oh, this would feel really good if we stripped out the roguelike part and put it into, a, you know, a quote-unquote more traditional... A traditional you know, linear action. Linear a- action game. Yeah. It, would feel fa- it would feel fantastic. Um, but it makes sense that they put it into this because it really does fit, like, the like design ethos of a studio that wants to make arcade games. And I think right. the roguelike is the modern arcade game in a, in a lot of ways. Um, and so I understand how they they landed at this. But I do think there is going to be that tension um with folks over over this game i think the shooting will get people like some people who are uh, a little nervous about it because the shooting does feel like so good Mm -hmm. and when you get about three-fourths through the first area you get access to just this really sick sword um Mm. that allows you to like just like there are these moments where if you nail an alt fire like on a weak point of kind of a mini boss it stuns them. And so it's like you like line up this like, let's say like it's like a grenade, lob that across the arena, boom, like hits them, knocks them out. You zoom on over, you slash that sword and they like, I forget what they call it, like ooblets or something is like the little currency they have. And it those can't just like ooblets. I know it can't be ooblets, but it's something like that. And I'm not going to look it up, but I'm just going to double down on ooblets. Um, okay. But it's these little, yellow, these little yellow things to kind of sprinkle out and they just go everywhere and so like you've just gutted you know this alien creature in the coolest possible way and then money spills out um that, that you're using to uh you know sort of like upgrade your your character as you does that, as you go is along. that sort of per run thing also 
Or no, so a- there are permanent states, right? Okay. So you're there are a few things that are permanent. Um, it borrows that from a number of that, now. You're not doing permanent stat upgrades, so this doesn't. It's this just is much, verbs. This is, it's just like a. It's like not a double jump, but you know, like that. It's like getting. Yes. It's like unlocking something in a Metroid in terms of like now I can traverse differently. When there are tra- there are traversal things that like I haven't unlocked. So like I'll go through the first area, which I've done you know 15, 20 times now, and there are just there is clearly an object that like I can. I, I should be able to like jet across this to get to a bridge and it just tantalizingly is there mm-hmm. for you to look at. Um, but you can't do anything with it. There are, there are these bridges that uh, like laser bridges that I cannot huh. access and, and get across. Um, so that's also where the game is introducing, like trying to incentivize you to not just skip to the second area and get frustrated because you haven't, uh, like gotten all of the, uh, like the passive upgrades you could get there. Um, it's like as you like finish each biome, you're. It seems like every time you finish uh, a world, you're gonna get access to some sort of permanent upgrade that gives you something new to do in the original area that will benefit like your character build out. Like so, for example, the end of the first area, you get the sword, and the sword you then quickly realize like, oh, there there are these like masses of rock that are carrying a bunch of currency that I could not interact with before. And if I if I hit those with the sword, they dump like 50 of these. And like 50 is a lot. Like that's gonna, mm-hmm. like I only need a couple of those to get like a really good permanent upgrade or a, a really good uh, like item item drop. Um, and so those are, like you can start to see how the game stacks like a character build where at a certain point, like how a lot of these games function is like you'll have enough internalized sort of muscle memory over how the world plays well, that, that will then combine with, you know, like the run where you've gone through, gotten like all of the items, you feel confident, you start getting overpowered, and then you bend the the skill curve of the game. I, I presume that's essentially kind of like how this will go and how a lot of these games go. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not easy. Um, and I think that's you know that's appealing to a certain person like like myself. Like I I, right. I enjoy. It. I don't think it's overwhelmingly hard, but it also it's also a different. You know, you can be. You know, in the middle of a fight where you feel like you've got it under control with like three enemies that are pouncing around you, and then like a bullet hits you in the back because you weren't accounting for it, and there turns out there was a spray of of eighty bullets uh, coming from behind, and then it, you know, that's you know starts your health over, or, you know, your 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 meter uh, over, and again, that's all like easily achievable, but there are a lot of friction points. Like it's a game meant to kind of push you uh, around a, a little bit, and so. Um, but I will also say, like, I don't know that the narrative so far is like, damn, like, if they just could put a story mode, I could in- I-, I could enjoy it. Also, from what I understand, th- like, there is a narrative, like, a narrative that concludes with an end credits. But, like, you're really meant to, like, keep playing to, like, kind of fill in all, all the gaps and, and things mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know how satisfying, like, the A narrative even is, right? Um Sure. I think it seems I get more the the feeling that uh, Returnal is playing in a similar place to Hades, in which by accident, like I think we are getting some of these designers trying to th- not rethink, but think about how narrative incorporates into roguelikes. Not that lots of roguelikes have done like either procedural narratives that are you know emerging from player behavior or have done that. Like this isn't new. I'm not trying to say that mm-hmm. like you know finally like you know the real studios are making. <laughs> Roguelikes, but I, but I think we are seeing a moment in which a lot of like creative energy is being put into the notion of like, like how can we get more people interested in a genre through story, and then like what does that mean once they've arrived? And so I'll be curious to see where the discourse on Returnal goes when it hits like a mass audience that suddenly realize the kind of game that they're uh, playing. But mm-hmm. I I have really enjoyed uh, my time with it. I like the first area way more than the second area. I think the second area looks 
kind of boring. It tries like the first area is kind of a like a you know a Geiger jungle, and then the second area is like a more traditional alien desert, and it tries to give like a sense of like it's really open and big, but like it's not. Like it's still funneling you to like these very discrete areas, and it just. Doesn't. It's still like, yeah, it has yeah, more yeah. of like an Egyptian sort of like, you know, pyramid sort space of vibe, Egypt. Uh, space sure. Egypt, which like, yeah. look, I like, I like Stargate. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, that's a good movie. Um, good movie. But um, I haven't yeah. seen it in a few years, but I remember really I yeah. it was one of my favorite movies growing up, like full. Yeah. Stop, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's Returnal. So, like, I, I I'm going to I'm probably going to keep playing it. I will say like it knocked off like. You know, I was like really hustling through Nier. Like I know that uh, Dia wants to do a spoiler cast, and I'm ready. Austin is sprinting through that game. At a, <laughs> I could at finish a, that game today. I could get I could get oh, all shit. the endings today if I wanted uh, to. But I have to wait because my flowers aren't done. Are you Are you doing the pink? I'm well, doing. Let's the, take a break. I, I like Returnal. Take a I think I think you should pay. I should. I think people should be cautious. But it is is I watch some I, gameplay. I, I think it's then, watch some yeah. gameplay. See if they'll do a demo. The thing um, there's like the thing I want to anticipate the the. I, the the discourse I don't want to happen with this game is the sense that like, and this happens with roguelikes. This has happened with roguelikes before, where people say this is just a cheap way to like stretch the game content. This is just or it's or again, it's, it's, you know, the arcade analogy further is like it's just a court. It's like it's just a you know, it's, oh, you can make less content and just make people play it more. But the thing, the thing that I want to, the thing that I want to emphasize is like that's what Housemark does. Like this yeah. is not a studio finding a way to squeeze more blood from the stone. They make arcade games. They make games that you that are meant to be played and replayed over and over again. And and it seems like they're experimenting with the formula in such a way that like I don't want to I, I I hope that there isn't a cynical turn in the way that we talk about this game off the bat. And I don't have any I don't have a fucking horse in this race. I haven't I'm not a housemark person. In some right. ways I'm ready to be a housemark person. <laughs> I think this I think this one this is the this is the game to that will get a bunch of people to go back and like check out right. more like it'd be it'd be cool if you know Sony gets around to you know clean you know or housemark cleans up some of. Um, was like a collection, yeah. yeah. Like Super Stardust is a is a. I don't even really like arcade shooters. Like I played a shitload of Star because like it was yeah. just so cool to look. at. It was at, like the they, inheritor of what I wanted from Geometry Wars in, yes. in a way that like yes. did more than that. So like I think that was the last that was the last Housemark game that I like played played. I like played some Resogun when the when I got Resogun. Yeah, like yeah, I, I like, played it when the PS3 was out and that was that was or PS4 was out and then that was kind of it. But like I am, this does make me very excited. And the last thing I'll say, and we'll get to a break, is that. It makes me excited for the future of the studio because it did seem like they were sort of at like a mm -hmm. like an existential crisis of like, this is the games we make. What do we do in a world where uh, that doesn't seem to fit as neatly or our audience is becoming smaller and smaller to the point that like we also do like really splashy, technically excellent arcade shooters. And like people, there are people who want to play that, but like it was a shrinking and shrinking number that wanted to, to pay for it. Audience, it was, right? it yeah. was a boutique audience. And I think what Returnal shows, you know, regardless of like whether I like, my guess is I'll stick with it and, and see it all the way through. But even if I didn't, like it is such a, it is itself a successful experiment and reinvention of what they do while also I think retaining all the really good shit that they are mm -hmm. they are good at and just makes me very excited to see oh like if they can do this you know who knows if they make a rogue if they make another roguelike and get the itch on it but like it just shows like they have I think kept a lot of their core DNA and then like put it in something else in a way that feels so very housemark um because again, again like it doesn't really make sense that like these <laughs> fucking tentacle aliens are shooting a very like a square box of circles <laughs> at me and yet it makes all the sense in the world and looks great and is is fine uh -huh, so yeah. 
I, I think the people that play Returnal are really going to dig it and that a bunch of people are going to bounce off it. But I think for the people that, that do get into it are going to have a blast. All right, let's take a break. Let's come back to talk about another game where creatures are shooting square yeah, boxes of round Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll be right back. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right. Yeah, near. Uh I have like 50 hours in near. Like over I can't do these side quests. Uh, Kato, or Kato. don't do the side quests. That's what Kato I'm saying. Is Kato, okay. don't do the side quests. I, w- I wasn't gonna. I know. I, I know. I'm just all. <laughs> this is the last one. I've They more. are Oh boy. So I They're so a I, mix, but there there's a lot that are just like there I, I genuinely think there are quests in here that are genuinely meant to make you furious at the people in this world and also to like just to repeat content over and over oh, and I, over. Me, okay. Well, in the game, the contractor contractor is like, should be a notorious quest in the, in the realm of RPG quests <laughs> because of how, of what it, what you need for this fucker and what you get <laughs> this for fucker. It. Always a good sign when you call him the uh, quest giver, this fucker. It's called contract for a contractor. He needs, it's a, hmm, to be, hmm. there's a, there's a field nearby. Hmm where you start this game mm-hmm. and there's a guy who's like, there's some pigs and he's like, uh, I wish we could do something here. This should be, it would be cool to build something here. And I guess actually now I think about it, this quest is not about building something there. His quest is like, yeah, my kitchen got fucked up. He needs <laughs> a memory, a memory alloy, 10 titanium alloys and 10 broken motors. And then memory yeah. alloy. I looked up. It's like real pain in the ass. To get I know that. where to get it. Patrick, do you know the big robots in the junk heap? The big walking? I don't know how far in this game but then, you But are then to point. do that... The, uh, uh, but they don't always drop it. Sometimes they drop titanium alloy. You get I the know. little yellow drop. But and you, you also need, need 10 titanium alloys to get that fucking knife. To get the knife? You need 10, you need 10 uh, titanium alloys or like a common upgrade material in weapons? Um, uh, there's lots of... There are lots of grind quests anyway you do this quest for this dude and he ends up paying you like thirty thousand gold you've probably made one hundred and twenty thousand gold getting the fucking materials wow. i want to re- i want to read wow. there is a um i took a screenshot well, of this that was last night gift. Uh, yeah. eventually in the game in the second in the second half of the game there are multiple char- like <laughs> multiple characters who are just like oh it's you like that motherfucker that'll just like do things for people yeah. right uh-huh. like there's a there's a character right here there's a this, i uh this villager that I came and villa, and it's, this is the village that you live in. You protect. Mm, it's not yes, like you're going uh-huh. to seafront, one of these other places yeah. where like maybe they've heard about they've you. They've heard you, there's stories about you or something. No, you live villager. here, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, wait. You're that kid that does whatever people ask him to do, right? Well then, go find my boyfriend. Screenshot next that I took, accept quests. And I'm like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh-huh. 
That's a that's a fun. That's a also that's a question spoil. Too. I guess I won't spoil what happens, but like that that one doesn't end well. No, uh-huh. I mean, most of the most of the quests are, don't end well. There are there are three types of quests in this game. Side quests in this game. And again, if you want no spoilers, please just jump ahead. Like I, we need to talk about the way this game works. So we're gonna do a bigger <laughs> spoiler cast at some point. But one, there's the quest that is like, go find my blank, and then that that branches out into two types of quests, which is either. You don't want to find your blank. Mm-hmm. That's bad news. I found mm-hmm. your blank. And that could be that doesn't just mean dead. There's other outcomes that are not good outcomes there. And the game does give like give you the outlet to sometimes lie. I've never done the lie. Because of the way unlocking additional endings via New Game Plus works, I've now done a lie once. Ooh. Not for okay. side quests. There's a main quest thing where you can lie. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, uh, like a binary so, choice. Sure. Yeah, I don't know if you've got. Did you do the big fight in Seafront, which is actually one of the new things no, in this I'm, game? No, I'm, I'm, I'm. I well, like I was watching. I set up remote play sure. on my iPad, and then had the Oscars on the TV, and it was just like doing near side quests. Side uh, quest, yeah. Last uh-huh. night. That's I did that with with some podcast the other day. It's like it's like if I want to just vibe, I can totally do that in this mm. game, which is which is nice. It's just anyway. all it's to be one thing. It was just like a hey, here are the grind quests. It's like no, it's like all side quests would just be called grind quests. <laughs> like, Most of them have some degree of grind, or uh, they're either fetch quests or grind or grindy. Um, I'd say a couple of them have like some unique mechanic, uh, but most of them are like a mix of. This is just an excuse for you to go grind crafting or like forge materials yeah. or here is here is a sad story beat. Sometimes you go like, I'm going to go find this person. You can't find them. And then there's a whole other genre of quest. You come back and the person is wasn't lost to begin with. That's another genre of quest. <laughs> go find my blank. Oh, my blank was always here. Um, <laughs> and the third type of quest is like surprisingly happy thing happens. That's nice. And that's it. Like those are the types, and and that's it. And that's and that's not. A, I don't think it's a problem. I say that because I've done all of these quests. But I think this is a game that is absolutely interested in repetition, in mundanity, um, uh, in like those quests feel like uh, this is what this is what the world is. I was talking to my friend Jackson from Abnormal Mapping the other day, and they were saying like the nice thing about those quests is. This is what it means to repair a kitchen in this world. <laughs> it means going into this fucking dungeon and struggling until you get the supplies you need. Whether or not you want to do that, it's up to you. Right. But like, it does say something about the state of this weird post-apocalypse, which is everything is a fucking grind. Everything is difficult to do. And I also think that given that this game is about like playing through multiple times, getting different perspectives, multiple endings, it's doing something with repetition. It's not something that I think most people want to do. I was going to say that's I'd like those. That's like a very generous interpretation I, I, of like the this thing. Is, I don't, I don't think I, you can make a quest like contract for a contractor and not know what the fuck you're doing because it is it is the most. And again, especially in a game that's about whether or not repetition can save you, whether or not sure. uh, re- seeing things through a different perspective, having another opportunity to blah, 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 blah. Like that is what this game is doing. So yeah, I do yeah. think that there is that that is that is like happening here. That doesn't mean I think that most people would. I still think people should find a, a skip guide. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I do think people should be like, which quests here? It's like I, I almost want to list out the quests that I think are narratively interesting. I, well, I feel I like there needs to be list, like, please. The, <laughs> okay, the, the two, I'll like the... Uh, <laughs> The two images that we got that were like the like the the, the near like side quest guide, I don't think they were good enough. We need an updated yes. one that is like here are the couple you should do for money, and then here are the couple you should do for like there's some story. good lines or a story beat, and then yeah. the rest are if you just happen to have the material, fine, go go do them. You know there are ones that I have done that just end with me getting 30k, 
and I've just done them because like, well, okay, I'm going between those areas. And anyway. like I already have, right, right, right. I already have this. Yeah. I'm already going to that place, whatever. Oh, okay. Fine. I mean, I'll buy four extra logs and then I can like finish this quest. Totally. And that's also a nice thing to know is like some of them, you can just go buy the material. Mm. And by the time you get to the midpoint of the game, basically you have some fast travel solutions that will help you get places pretty quick. And, and, take care of the shopping until, until they until the, fast tra- until the fast travel character gets caught up in a quest and then <laughs> they're not they just don't exist for a little while for a little okay so you did do the seafront thing that's the thing i'm talking oh, about oh that so one that oh yeah yeah fight. that's great that's great that's new that fight wasn't in the original near oh, really that whole side quest with the shipwreck is not what? there at all in the original near in in, in is that cut content game. that they put back in that's I think that that's I think that that's cut content. I think that's M- Mermaid is the name of that. If like in the in the that's a really cool fight. It, that too. whole sequence is good. And you've only seen you've only done it once, right? Yes. So I've done through this. I've like in my new game plus. Yeah. Yeah. Now, which means um, without getting into what this means, there's additional perspectives that you get when you're playing through in the new game plus, mm. which is just like near Automata. Mm. Um, and and that additional perspective is is interesting, is what I would say. It's <laughs> not unpredictable by any means, but it's but it's interesting. Um, wait, wait, so when yeah, you do, I'm, when you uh, uh, is uh, you not answer if it's a spoiler. If you do new game plus, do can you like uh, go back and do some of the quests that you missed the first time around, or is this all not Patrick? Okay, all right, all right. No, I, I figured that wasn't the case. Yeah, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is honestly good because I don't want to replay that part of the game. No, anyway. me either. Yeah. Um, there's there is the game is divided into two halves, and the second half gives you two new weapon slots. Also, there's like ah. additional besides like the. You start with just like a one-handed sword. You eventually unlock a two-handed sword and a spear. We talked about this last last week. But I'm like finally at the point where I'm like, I like all these weapon types now. I, I started that second half of the game and I was like, I don't know that I really want to fuck around with anything but the sword that I started with, like that that type. And I was like, let me try the spear. And for like a day, I played with just the spear. I was like, the spear is clearly the best weapon. This is the only thing I would ever use is the spear. And then I got uh, like a two-handed sword, like super upgraded. So it was doing wild damage. And I was like... Let me try this. And I finished playing, like, I basically finished my first run with that. And I was like, this is clearly the best weapon. No one should ever play with anything except this Claymore. Uh, and 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 now I'm back around to be like, all of these have their purposes. And, and I think all of the combos here are fun to do. Um, so, so yeah, I, I have done all of the quests in this game except for uh, Life in the Desert, as I think the name of the, the quest. I think that's what it's called. Um, there is a town in this, in this game uh, in a desert. Uh, Life in the Sands is what it's called. Um, uh, that town is called Facade. Mm-hmm. It's a cool town. I like yep. the people of Facade quite a Not bit. Not fun to navigate. I, no, <laughs> you can. There's an easy way to do it, but it's. I don't like doing it. There's like an well, interior yeah, because, fast travel there. And I don't like to do it because I feel like it's wasting my time. I'd rather well, just it's jump not, there. It's, it's quote unquote fast travel, but then it's just. Uh, uh, we will quickly take you to a place in terms of you pressing buttons, but you will have to watch. A minute and a half of cutscenes to get <laughs> I'm to being that on place. a boat. Um, so there's a there's a person in facade near the mailbox. Yeah, who is like, hey, I really want to have a garden here. Can you bring me some pink moonflower seeds? Aha, uh-huh, yes. And I go, yeah, of course I can. I'll, I'll, there'll be some some merchant. Yeah, I'll, I'll just pay go out buy the butt some for some pink seeds. Yeah, exactly. I'll pay more than they're worth because that's how the merchants. I, lo- I looked up this quest when I was putting in my. Uh, in my head, I was trying to figure out the hierarchy of which ones I was going to even bother with. And <laughs> this one, this one went, nope, not Well, chance. let me tell you, I've done every other quest. Uh-huh. So now this one has a little extra weight behind it because I'm not going to get 100% in this game. There are nope. achievements I'm not going to get. There are, you know, like I know that, but I Difficulty am. Difficulty ones, yeah. One, I'm not going to upgrade all the weapons. 
right? Yeah. Like that, I'm not going to grind like that. I've upgraded a bunch of them for fun and like to read their stories. I think that's a fun part of this game. Each weapon has like a little short like micro fiction attached to it that you unlock as you upgrade it. You get like an additional little beat basically each time. Um, and that's fun. I, I'm happy to have done the ones I did, but I'm not going to do everything. But I at this point, one one side quest away, I may as well get 100% side quest completion. Sure. To get a pink, to get yep. a pink moonflower. Tell us, because I know, and I want you to. I want you to say it. I want you to. I want the words to come out of, of your mouth. So the way, it, the way it works is there are three. You can buy three types of moonflower seeds. Sure can. Red, gold, and blue. Mm-hmm. None of those awesome, are pink. Awesome. I was going to say, like that is, you're missing a color. Uh, it turns out I'm missing a few colors, Patrick. <laughs> you need to cultivate these flowers. And I should say, I like the gardening system in this game. I'm a fan of the gardening system in this game. You 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 put down some rice, you put down some wheat, you put down some watermelon. Sometimes it's a side quest. Your little sister says, "Oh, I want to I want to cook for you. Give me a watermelon, a pumpkin, and uh, an eggplant or something." And you're like, "That sounds bad, but okay, I'll grow those for you." And and here's the thing: the way that this the gardening works in this game is it takes a real amount of time for these things to grow. It takes like 10 hours or something for a pumpkin to grow. You plant a pumpkin, 10 hours later, it's there. You go, okay, maybe you go and you water it once or twice. 10 uh, hours and, and you, in game. Real time. Well, re- real time, real but human time. But does the game have to be open or can you shut it off and come you back can, in 10 you can hours? Shut off. You can go okay. go for a walk. It's you clock can go based, make your own, your own pumpkin uh, uh, watermelon pie if you want to. Right. That's also available to you if you want to. Um, what the watermelon? Uh, the watermelon would just melt. I, you listen, it, the, right? It is a recurring bit that the sister is not particularly good at cooking. So, <laughs> well, so, she's sick, and you need to indulge. You know, right, what are you going to do? Say no to your sick sister? She wants to right. bake for you. Just fucking. Um, yeah. I mean, one time she does trick you into eating food, which is very funny. Uh, because of that, you can't. Because of that system. Everything that takes place with the gardening takes a long time, right? Including trying to find these seeds because to get the pink seeds, you need to first get indigo seeds. Mm. To get indigo seeds, you mix gold and blue moonflower seeds, and I don't mm-hmm. mean that you put them together on the same plot of land. No, I mean that you put them next to each other and wait for them to bloom. Right. Except that it's not a hundred percent chance. They uh, might not hybridize. I played oh, Animal Crossing. That's yeah, so good. <laughs> it's, it's Animal Crossing. But Austin, I, that's just a part. You know, part of the narrative where it's like sometimes you do a thing and like it doesn't well, always work out. The you funny, know? the actual thing, the, the thing that's so funny about when this game came out in 2010, there are two ways you could do this quest, which is one is the hybridization. Which let me just set this up. It's you. Put those flowers next to each other. You hope that you get the one in or like the two in ten chance or whatever. Mm. One in five chance. That, Sorry, hold on. How yes. long passes before you know whether you got the good? Die I roll? think it's four hours because I will go into the game, set it up in the morning, then check in in the afternoon to see <laughs> as they bloom. Well, this is the thing. It's actually it's it's more complex than that at this point because there are tells if they're hybridizing that I've now learned. Mm. A funny thing is, and I'll say this part of it now, in 2010, no one did it this way. 
everyone just fucked with system clocks, which is also a near-like solution. Right. This is also a perfectly Yoko Taro acceptable way to do this in my mind, is to go into the settings and fuck around. That's big near energy, in my opinion. <laughs> um, uh, but back then, they were doing them in plots because they were trying to roll as many dice as possible. So they would, for instance, say, okay, first, before I make the pink ones, I need the indigo one, which is gold and blue. So I'd make three rows of like blue, gold, blue, gold, blue, then gold, blue, gold, blue, gold. And that way I'd get, I'm getting maximum hybridization opportunities, basically. Right. And then they would jump their clock ahead. <laughs> Welcome to my. my. <laughs> but first, I need to talk to you about parallel dimensions. Um, you get, so, so you jump ahead by four hours, see if they were there. If they were, you jump ahead by 48 hours because you don't need the flowers, which grow in a day. You need the seeds, which you get when the flowers wilt and die. Um, and you get more than one per dead flower. You get like, depending on if you fertilized or not, you get between three and oh, six right, is course. what I would say. I, I, of course, am fertilizing with the right. bounty fertilizer to get maximum seed seed uh, uh, cultivation here. Um, so you have to do all that just to get the indigo one. Then you have to mix the indigo one with red to try to get a pink one. Uh, it's ridiculous but the thing that's interesting now is with the with this one you can't fuck with your clock because it's connected to the internet and even if you turn it off it's still using internet time somehow i don't i i, I think it's like no i know what the fucking time is asshole don't try that shit with me <laughs> but you can change your uh time zone and it doesn't know how to react to that so you can jump ahead via time zone by about a day i haven't done that yet i don't think i'm gonna need to um uh because instead of doing that instead of doing that big bulk kind of factory like blue gold blue gold blue setup i am doing it in a much more i would say you know um a much more organic way okay. you know I'm, I'm doing it in a in a in a kind mm. of return to return to the earth pastoral you know like mm. this is the way this is the way our great great grandparents used to live uh, where you just kind of see what pops up and you play, you, you kind of play it. It's almost like playing Is jazz. Is that what happened in the, in the past of Nier? Bio yeah. awesome. jazz. <laughs> yeah, basically. I think you might want to reconsider your. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, uh, so at this point, what's happened is I, I got a bunch of indigo ones. Like I got, not a bunch, I got three indigo flowers popped up finally for me yesterday. And I was like, well, I, the, the guides all say, wait for those to die, then take the seeds from those and do the, the garden grid again. Mm. But fuck that. They're there now. Right. I could hybridize with them now while they're alive. Uh -huh. So I just harvested everything else around them really quick, dropped in the red ones, and I got two pink two pink Yo. flowers coming, baby. They're, they're right there right now. I have to wait for them to die and get those How seeds. How many seeds Hell do you yeah. get per drop? So from the from the, the indigo ones that died today and I finally was able to to harvest, I got from three of them, I got 15 seeds. Oh, mm -hmm. then you're good. I got five, you five, need six. Yeah. But what if the bounty, what if the fertilizer doesn't kick in the way I need it to? If it, I, there's a world in which I come out with nine seeds. Kind of. Oh, yeah. That's... At which point I just plant a seed and wait for it to die. Right. Yeah. I have to, again, I need to emphasize the end of the game. I could I could get the new ending E in this game, which is also new for this for this release uh -oh. today. If I wanted to, I'm like at the fucking door to you're just you're just waiting to walk through exactly i'm not at the point of no return but i'm at the point where did you oh no i think you're pretty far past the point <laughs> of no return austin <laughs> i think there are additional points of no return can i i, think, uh, can, I, I need to get a uh, i want to get a physical trophy for austin as a result of i should this. only get that if i cultivate a lunar tier which is the one above this which is Oof. if i then cultivate peach and pink together there's a 
2% chance that it will come out as a white flower. And if I is do that, that, I deserve a real flower. Is that, is that, a is that just a trophy? Is to, to like That's go to just all- a trophy. No okay, quest. Yeah. That's just yeah. a trophy in the game. And I deserve a physical trophy if I do that. If I right, get the white course. lunar tier, which is which is like has narrative significance. It shows Correct. up a lot throughout you the You get Yokotaro's helmet. I get the hel- and I live in there now. Oh. Now that I know where that helmet's what the deal with that helmet is. It's a different I have a different relationship <laughs> with with that helmet, with that mask that I did before. I was like, oh, goofy dude with the helmet. I hear it's connected to a character. Hang on, it's been Damn. a minute. How many of these pink seeds do you need to get for this fucker? Ten. So there's a world. nine coming in. Huh? You got nine coming in right now? I got between. Oh, that's right. Between uh, question mark and 12. So the, the, only, the only gauge I have is what I got from my indigo flowers, where I planted three of them and I got five, five, six seeds from each of like yeah, five yeah. from five and six i don't know what the range is rob I, is the range four <laughs> to six my gut says it's four to six so two might just not do it for me in which case i plant them it's fine it's not the end of the world it just Another it just means day. i don't beat this game until yeah. the end of the week instead of beating it like sooner so anyway this is my this is where i'm at in a game i really like um, I, I actually have like real thoughts about this game around what it's doing with like the history of horror games and and the ways in which it's uh. talking about like monstrousness and uh, etc. Like I, I think that there's a lot actually to like about this, yeah, game. this game. I think I like Automata more. Mm. Um, I think that I'm I think that I I'm going to save all this for like when we get around to a true spoiler cast. But like. Yeah. Um, I also wonder if it's a case of what was your, your first, first. Yes. So I It is partially that, but I also think I think it's that I like broken and terrible people more than I like found family stories. And I like found family stories sure. because I'm really enjoying myself here. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a game about like outsiders finding each other, people who are considered monsters, you know, insisting on and recognizing their own humanity. Um, it's like deeply beautiful the relationships that you build in this game with the main cast of of characters. Everyone fucking rules. I love the I love this crew a lot, but none of them are like shitty little pricks like Nine S. Um, <laughs> none of them deserve to be punched in the face. Uh, <laughs> I want to protect them and I love them, um, and that means that I'm just like I think that the the automatic gets to a certain place a little quicker. Um, I think that this game is very much doing the like traditional. RPG vibe of like I think we said this last time like here's the ocean city here's the desert city yep you know uh, here's the cliff city what's the story here and you go to each here's, place and here's the, the forest city that has a text adventure that you know all the stuff that's in, in RPGs <laughs> and that's where the game is at its best is like when it's fucking around with like suddenly you're in a text adventure suddenly you're in the Resident Evil mansion yep um doing Resident doing shit that is so, like suddenly you're like well like if Resident a dog Evil. burst through the windows here I guess that would make sense it would make perfect sense. Um, uh, that mansion's maybe the coolest place in that whole game because there's two different weird dungeons in that game or in that place. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that could not be more different from one another. And 100%. yet, and they yet, both play with the form in like. Yeah. I, you know what? I really I, I, I don't want to spoil the the, the other one. one. Yes, but I almost like I finished that and was like, yo, if just the whole game was like this, I th- I think I actually enjoy. Hmm, how do I say? Uh, perspective i i enjoyed the game played that way Ooh, to such a degree that i that i almost like i, I saw know. someone else call that the best dungeon in the game so 
I I think that that your 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 perspective there your perspective there uh-huh. is shared by other people. Um, I really think this game is doing something with the history of games and specifically the history of horror games. Um, it, in terms of like, again, this is a game about monstrousness. This is a game about like encountering the other and the self and recognizing that like what is a monster. This is a game that that very much um is in conversation with like classic. The cl- the most classic discourse of all, playing playing Doom and being like, I wish you could talk to the monsters. And I don't think that this game has like the simple answer to that, which is like, this is not this is not the game where you talk to the monsters, right? This is the game where right. again you 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 recognize you recognize that monstrousness is a construct that like, your friends are actually thought of as monsters that you you in many ways are thought of as a monster and like what do you do with that? And I love I love that stuff. That stuff has been really good. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll get into specifics and details when we get to a spoiler cast, but that's my near update. I, my hope is to have beaten this game completely by, by Friday's episode. Um, we'll see how the flowers go. I guess I am, I am, I am a slave to the garden. You know, I, I can't move forward until these flowers bloom and die. And I collect their seeds and give them to this person in, in the, the desert town of facade. What's that? Would you say Ding. Ding, that's your trophy. Oh, that's my trophy. That's my trophy. I forgetting all the side quests. Correct. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out another game really quick that I did play that is is really interesting. Um, I actually played two other things, but but um, the the first is Ink Slinger. You can you can go get this now on Steam. My guess is it's also on Itch. It's five bucks. Um, it is a. I'm just gonna. It, it is a narrative typing game. I would say that this is in lineage with like twine games, right? It's a it is it is a short story about a person whose job it is. You live in this sort of like industrial like steampunk is such a dirty word in so many ways because it, it tends to mean a it tends to include a degree of distance from the political because of the ways in which steampunk is deployed without any sort of criticality to the the visuals it's using like there's lots of like i love victorian england bullshit well and are but we I, talking like i mean the vibe i got is more dickensian england than like strictly steampunk in some ways where it's like it's, it's on inkslinger it's, or on inkslinger on, like, cos- yeah like, i think that's probably more right dickensian england is actually is actually not like ooh the technology it's more like ooh the trades and urbanization uh, and alienation. there is some ooh the technology right yeah i think that you're right about like what it's doing that's 100 percent right it is about the alienation it is about the 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 how the industrialization is shaping stuff the the bits that are like there are some bits that vibe into that more fantasy space and that more like you know, I, I think what it, I think it's 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 if it has to be touched by steampunk, think of it in that industrial fantasy dishonored space more than, you know, you're kind of like tick and talk like a clock. like a clock. Right. Ex- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the best the the best video that was released last year. Was that last year? Did those twins come out? Two years they, ago. They dropped. Who, who could say? All I know uh, is they buried steampunk. Thank God. Um so you play as a an ink slinger who is someone who lives in a, a big city uh, and who writes letters for people. They come in and they say, ah, I'm feeling like this. And then you as the player have a choice of words to pick, to type, that will then generate a letter for you, for them, basically. So they'll come in, like one of the first ones is a mother who comes in and says, um, my son hasn't spoken to me in a long time. 
and uh, I I know he's off with with his fiance or his wife or whatever. Um, and you have to kind of read between the lines and decide, are you writing a concerned letter? Are you writing a bitter letter? You're writing it kind of paragraph by paragraph by choosing one word to summarize the tone that you're making. Um, there are, it seems like there are correct answers and incorrect answers in a sense, but what there really is, is, um, I mean, there are four endings in the game that you can unlock through each play. Rod, did you play through this also? Uh, no, I just edited, uh, Lewis Gordon's, uh, gotcha. take on it okay, for us. Perfect. Um, uh, and so there's like this, there is this, uh, kind of interesting sense of, of interpretation because you're trying to get at what the person wants, but also get at what they really want, what they really mean. Most of the times it's pretty clear. Um, the game kind of increases in, in quote unquote difficulty, but a really ambiguity over the course of its like 40 to 60 minute length. Mm. Um, I'm thinking my first playthrough was like 40 or 45 minutes, something like that. Um, uh, and as this is going on, you're also getting these kind of flashbacks to who your character was before she was an ink slinger back when she had like, I mean, she was still an ink slinger. She was just not working at like a neighborhood sling shop. I don't know what they're, they're actually called. Uh, uh, I, word shops. Apparently you were as an ink slinger in Brassney's renowned work word shop. Um, the story that unfolds is about your character, her history, um, a, a very traumatic history, I should say. That like this game, this game starts with a, a warning for for a content warning for violence. It should also literally, it should have a content warning for sexual violence specifically. Um, material that I'm that I think is handled okay, but is is I I really think that it's not just fraught, but like scary in, in its in its depiction in a way that's worth saying, right? This is, I don't mean like it doesn't, ret- it's edgy and it doesn't retreat from the danger. Like I genuinely just mean that I think that the sequences in which this character is talking about sexual violence um, is are genuinely difficult, um, uh, even though they're brief. Uh, so know that going into it. Um, and I think the entire presentation on this thing is just through the roof, like the sense of hitting the keys and typing things and seeing these uh, these letters um, or the, the the kind of letters you're writing come together, uh, hitting backspace as like bits of each paragraph delete and then, you know, new words show up as you tr- change to a different thing. Um, there's a couple really interesting like gimmicky, you know, letters that you're writing that are fun. Um, and I don't know. I think it's a really interesting thing. It's like it's a game that has three reviews on Steam right now, and it probably should have more than that. Even if I don't I don't know that it's fully set the landing for me. I only have one ending, so I need to go back through and like and maybe see a little bit more. I'm curious. What was what was uh, Lewis Gordon's feeling on it, Rob? Oh, um, like really similar to yours, like really effective world building in yeah. a short period of time. Yeah. The really- fact that I played this game for 40 minutes, but like could tell you what the what the political situation is, what the the ways in which the world is changing, what the guild structure in this place is. It's really effective at, at doing that. Totally. And yeah. And the other part was like when the game starts pulling out the stops, um, I think some of what you were alluding to, it's real effective. It's real scary. It's real intense. It's well executed. Um, yeah. But like, so like you, right. you have the like cozy, intimately voyeuristic relationship with the people you're writing the letters for, but then also as you start like getting into here's what this is actually about, here's where your where your character is at, um, the game finds other gears uh, yeah, really, really well. That's totally right. And it's just like it's it's a great little experiment in form that I think is probably worth oh, the most time. One thing to call out, uh, because this is something uh Lewis did notice. 
a ton of the art is sourced uh, uh, from the Danish National like uh, huh. Archive. Uh, they have a really slick website of like all their uh, paintings that are in their collections. And so a lot of that stuff is just open source. So a lot of like the art you find in this game, like some of the some of the character portraits, um, some of the scenes mm-hmm. are just being sourced from contemporary painter. Well, not obviously this is a fictional world, but you know what I mean? Like that yes. that era. Um, and so that was also kind of a cool thing, uh, which was kind of a neat way to leverage and interpret uh like actual art from you know, this period. Definitely. I, it, it looks fantastic. Like it, it is like um, very striking because of the ways in which it, it's evoking analog technologies of, of paper and ink, you know, clocks ticking. Um, uh, the, the sound design on this, in this game is actually really, really good. There's a little bit of voice acting that I think really marks certain parts of the game and, and makes them, um, makes them stand out in terms of, where the narrative beats are coming from. Um, it's worth, again, it's, I think it's worth your five bucks if you're interested in this sort of narrative game, uh, because uh, otherwise I like, this is like the sort of thing I'm like, ah, it deserves not to fall that far, you know, through the cracks uh, b- because I think there is an audience for something like this. Um, the other thing I just want to hit briefly because it's only a demo is there was the uh, Luda Naricon this weekend, mm. uh, and there's a bunch of demos from that that I'm still like working through. But the the one that I think some people are curious about is Lake, that game where you go to your Oregon small town in Oregon home and take over your mail your your mailman dad's uh, postal route and and step into step into those shoes for for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And I played through the first two and a half days of that. Uh, that demo, and I'm so curious what I I I'm enjoying it. So I should just say that up front. Okay, because I don't felt like a wind up to the other shoe coming down. <laughs> I think I mean I think it's I think it's a little rough right now. It's a demo. I think that like the controls could be tightened up, and like there's a couple like weird animations. But I I really think that the conversations I've seen about this game don't necessarily know what it is because I think we're all too cynical for what it is. Hmm. I think most people think it's either twee life is strange youth comedy or Twin Peaks. Okay. Serial killer. My Mm. vibe was always more. Do you remember like mid 90s Sundance films that was all like, let's go to small town and like meet the most colorful cast characters you ever met? Sure. It's yes. It's more there. I would say even it's. I mean, I, I think that that's 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 exactly right in the sense of the things you're describing, uh, Rob, are the the um, the blueprint for the Lifetime original movie. So wait, is it like right? Is it like uh, Firewatch? No, okay, not at all like Firewatch. Firewatch is, I think, Firewatch wants to be prestige storytelling, the, drawing just like, on conspiracy right. stories that then develop. Uh, it is... The way that that like, your, turn happens is like, oh, it was, we thought... I don't know. think a turn happens in this game. Totally right. is it like The Rookie, okay. where the I local... Where the where the local dad who used to be a pitcher, his arm has gotten super strong, and he brings the town together around... I think like, it's... I mean, I genuinely think that it is the class... This is the model, is... Uh, this game opens with your character being a like a software tester in the 1980s in a big city. And for two weeks, she gets to leave all that behind to go home 
to, to where where she grew up in a small town in Oregon. Oh shit, that is a lifetime. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, Walmart. Rob. I'm not. Yeah, 100. percent Like that is the pitch of the game, but I haven't seen anyone talk about it in those terms. And it's genuinely that. It's genuinely like going around town, meeting old friends who have gotten married and their last names have changed. And you're like, oh my god, you're an Evans now. That's weird. Um, <laughs> and like completely missing the mark on your dialogue choices and coming across like an asshole by like a big city asshole by mistake and being told that you've changed and then meeting someone else new in town and kind of flirting with them. But like, huh, are they, are they, are they liked by the, by your old friends in town who could say, and then this old cat lady gets on your nerves and you're like, oh, I'm sorry. And then the next day her cat sick. So you drive the cat to the bait shop because the guy who runs the bait shop knows how animals work and can kind of help out a little bit. Not really a veterinarian, but he knows what's going on. And like, that's the vibe. It's just, it's just that. And like, meanwhile, your boss from work is calling you and is like, can I send you out a build? Because I really need, I really need some feedback on this new, on this new, or maybe it's not a build. It might be like a, a design document or something like that for this piece of software. Cause I really would, would love for you to send this back. And you're like, well, I'm on vacation, but send it through anyway. And it's, it's like, that's what it's doing. Mm. It's doing the thing of like, I am so sure there is a version of this game where you decide at the end to settle down and a version where you're like, no, I miss my, my real home my my fast-paced life back in the big city and there's definitely versions where i'm guessing you end up settling down with one or two or you know not one or two per run prob- probably listen i don't know i don't know what, what lake's position is on on poly long-term poly relationships small, but I think small there some communities fine line between polycule and <laughs> like uh oppressive listen. cult regime no, I don't think that I don't think that the infrastructure is here for the oppressive cult regime. I think the, the <laughs> infrastructure is here for what if I date both the lumberjack and the cute uh, uh, video store girl? I think that infrastructure mm-hmm. works. They're far away from each other. I don't think there'd be a lot of I don't know that they would get along necessarily. Maybe they'd both be cool with it, but wouldn't necessarily want to be in the same relationship with me at the same time. You know, uh, in any case, it's it's very quaint and very like it's just like cute in a way that is I don't think particularly well represented in the range of games even in the range of narrative games that's the thing right is that like I don't know we should be more able to point to the lifetime original movie model of like rom-com in this world of video games Mm -hmm. we just like can't there are plenty of romance games inside of the adventure and and visual novel spaces that is a a well-developed well-loved space um, uh, but those have their own histories of of genre trope, of structure, of all of that stuff, uh, of writing style. Whereas this does, this feels like it's coming at that, or you know, or orthogonally in terms of what its influences and inspirations are, in a way that I think is kind of cool. So that's like, I don't know, I like, don't know if it'll find an audience. Like I, I left <laughs> it being like, th- I think there is an audience here, but I don't know if it'll find it, and I hope it does. But we'll see. Also, I could be wrong. I could be two days away in this game from a serial killer showing up, but it doesn't strike me as that sort of game. I mostly think what's coming in two 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 in character days is like my character having a breakdown about like needing to get work done, but feeling like that's betraying the fact that this is a vacation, you know? Right. Um, so it would be pretty amazing though if it went in a uh, so dark the night direction. It would be so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> I like. I feel like the. I feel like the mechanics don't support it enough. Like moving around, 
moving around the world is such that I can't imagine there being tension in this game. Do you know what I you know yeah. what I mean? But if suddenly there was like a run button or a like peek through the the windows as something terrible happens in in the house where you're delivering mail and you hear a scream and you're like, what's going on in there? That would be fantastic. Uh, I would also enjoy that. But I think that would be betraying the people who just want you know, they're they're uh, like you said, like that kind of 90s indie romance drama uh, uh, go back home story, which which, again, I think is underrepresented in the in the in the medium. So games deserve um, a doc Hollywood. <laughs> they simply do. They simply do. Uh, that's what I've been up to. Uh, anyone else have anything? I know, Kato, you've been playing something that uh, we should probably shout out. Oh, uh, yeah. At least real quick. I spent a, most of my Sunday playing this beta for a game called uh, Naraka Blade Point, which is... Blade Point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a battle royale game that is a third pers- in third person, and you... Um, uh, you have the Sekiro grappling hook in it. You're a martial artist. You have different, um, most um, a, a fair amount of uh, ranged weapons that all are really bad, and you should never <laughs> use them because this okay. is definitely a melee game. Well, I mean, they they have their purposes, right? Like, uh, you know, they're good for like, as people close distances, which you can close really quick because you have that grappling hook. Um, it's, sure. uh, also class-based, like the, there are different hero characters, they have different abilities, uh, one, uh, kind of, uh, low cooldown ability and one ultimate that charges over the, t- the course of the, 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 the match. Um, and it has a really interesting, um, me- so it's like mostly melee combat, you do have a few, uh, other, uh, ranged weapons, but th- it's got this kind of like, uh, not weapon triangle, but combat uh, choice triangle, where it's like you have normal attacks um, that deal normal damage, and those will get stunned out by like a... Um, uh, I forget exactly what... The, I think they call it like a focus attack. Uh, but if you get... The, but there's also like a block counter that counters focus attacks only. Um, and the fucked up thing is that when you get... Uh, when someone counters your focus attack, you drop that weapon... Um, there's also like, there's three, there's three inventories in this game. There's your items, which is like your heels and like armor re-ups and grappling hooks, which are an item that you use up. So like, you can't just be whipping around willy nilly. Oh, interesting. Um, Okay. There is a, um, weapon loadout, which is like your two equipped weapons. And then like a small, you start with just one slot and you have to find upgrades that you can get up to like four slots of like backup weapons. Which is important because of that countering thing where you fucking drop your weapon. Um, mm-hmm. And another one called uh, uh, Soul Soul Jades, I believe, is the name, which are like uh, these um, items that just give you passive boosts to things. So, like, some of them are like plus uh, seven melee res- resistance, and you can like stack those. Uh, some of them do wild things to like the weapons you're using. There's three main melee weapons there's a long sword, which is kind of the um chinese style uh blade um and a katana and then a great sword that kind of looks and plays like almost the great sword in monster hunter in monster hunter yeah um, sure and it's really um it's really it's really it was really fun just because this this like little 
I feel like melee combat that in like this kind of battle royale setting doesn't often work. Um, like most, there's a reason well, why most battle royale the encounters are supposed to be like just structured differently. We're supposed to, I'm watching a bunch of gameplay yeah. for this now and it's like, yeah, no, like there are like sequences where you're going to spend 30 seconds like interacting one V one with somebody, or you will also be in a, a crowd of 15 people where someone Jesus is casting a, a flame magic spell and a yeah. spell and you're, you're all fighting in the middle of, so that's all of that. Hey, I think that a lot it's, of it's, it's interesting. I think a lot of that is actually the the trios mode, which I didn't really touch. But I found the singles, like the solo mode, actually really interesting because a lot of the the like the density, like they tuned the density such that there it's actually really rare to get into like these a giant skirmish like that. At most, I feel like there were four people, and like what people tend to do is like you see two people fighting, and then you try to like third person like be be the third person kind of sniping yeah, with your yeah. um with your long range weapon but the long range weapons are actually pretty hard to hit with because they're like a bow a really shitty pistol everything has um nothing's hit scan everything has traveled like time so you have to mm. lead people and they're moving around pretty quickly like as far as movement goes you can you can move really quickly you can run really quickly you can you have a double jump you have wall runs you have uh the grapple hooks that you can use you can grapple onto people uh it's huge like the actual like uh melee movement is kind of wild uh you can attack one of my favorite things to fucking do in this is like hit jump up and grapple past someone and as i pass them throw an attack out because you can attack midair and it's sick as fuck um but like this the kind of um it's just really great because i feel like the the push and pull of like when you throw out um a uh one of your uh focus attacks which deal a lot of damage but there's a tell basically like you glow blue when that's about to come out and that's when you the other person knows okay now i can throw a counter um and and then the counters are really fucking punishing because not only do you lose your weapon it drops on the ground they also get a repost basically which deals a shit ton of damage and so it's like you have to be really really careful about when you're throwing those out and some of them are just like tossed into a combo like it's like the third the th- if you click three times with your if you hit three times with your melee the third one's gonna be one of those so if you throw one of those without having them in a in a stun lock by actually being in the combo like you can you can get countered um they've tuned the health and damage really well those to where like it feels like there's a real back and forth here right this isn't the type of br where like if you get spotted out you're like you're never gonna get one shot from from range and you're also never going to get one shot if someone sneaks up and does like a super move on you right it's um it's kind of like these extended um like it it feels like as close as you could probably get to Sekiro without being Sekiro there's also clashes like if you both attack at the same like um your so I was using mouse and keyboard your left click does a horizontal uh, horizontal attacks, series attacks, and your right click does um, vertical. And so if you you both hit vertical at the same time, you clash, right? Like, and so there's a lot mm. of like, all right, which one am I gonna throw out? Am I close enough to hit this? Like, you kind of want to be the first one to hit, but the dodge is like actually pretty um, forgiving. So like, the like the like tension there of like who gets the first hit in, um, and also who you're fighting because the abilities are pretty disparate. Uh, my favorite person, I forgot their name but their abilities were basically like stealth based i had like a teleport 
that would just teleport me in a direction, like almost as far as like a grappling hook could take me. And um, one that just made me go invisible, which meant if I stood still, I no one could see me. But if I moved, there was like a very light outline, which was kind of difficult to track. Um, but even then, I was still getting caught out by some of these other ones. There's one that's pretty powerful that I think is shown in the trailer where it's like for five seconds, you have to kind of channel this thing. It's uninterruptible, but people can still damage you. But at the end of those five seconds, anyone in your AOE is stunned for five seconds. Um, mm. which is like really big. That's, it seems like really useful in like a trios mode where like you could have two people kind of, you know, protecting your body so you don't get like burst down necessarily. But even in singles mode, it was like very much like, oh, they're at like full health. There's no way I can finish my combo and actually kill them before this thing pops. So I have to figure out the best way to get out of their AOE. Um, and it's just like, I don't know, everything about it, like it feels like really well thought out the kind of, way this melee combat works and the the different options you have for engaging in um how you can get in and out of fights the chase feels really good like everyone's it's it's like that you know like that like that classic martial arts thing of like two people running like parallel to each other before one of them like dives in for the first attack like there's a lot of that happening and Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I lost. I like blinked and had played five hours of it the, on oh, Sunday. Damn. Um. That. Oh, the other thing is, uh, weapon durability is kind of how they make. So you know, normally in like a game, you have like your kind of shittier weapons you find at first, and then there's like right, better right. like weapons, and usually that amounts to damage in most of these games. Um, in most uh, battle royales. But in this one, it's durability. Basically, every time you hit a person with a weapon, the durability goes down by one. And so, like, white weapons start with 20 durability. 20 hits after, you have to stop uh, and, like, you do, like, a... Like, whetstone it, yeah, basically? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or if it's um, a, a ranged weapon, you do it's a similar thing, but you're basically reloading. It's like every shot uh, takes... It, whether or not you hit doesn't matter for the ranged weapons. For melee weapons, it's, like, when you actually hit someone, the durability goes down. And then, like that number goes up until you get to like you're at 80 hits before you have to restone with like the highest tier. Mm-hmm. I think right now um it seems like people were either too scared to go into the like high you know there's like I dropped spicy a lot but there uh this thing has instead of dropping from the from like a thing in the sky you pick a a spawn point on a map like and you can see where everyone else is like um god what was the what's the other one that that you do that with yeah there's the a, snow one the ice one yeah, whatever yeah, that yeah. one's called uh it's fine who, yeah who the x games one the what? The X Games one? <laughs> yes, the X Games one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We played it on Save Point that one time. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. That one. Uh-huh. Um yeah, yeah, you R- you pick a spot you can Ring of Eternity. Ring of That's fire. not right. Nope. That might be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't worry about it it's fine um so you can see where people are dropping and there's like marked zones that are like high loot areas and it felt a little bit like those were oh, elysium ring, ring of, elysium? of elysium ring of elysium thank you uh <laughs> it seems like those areas are really chocked full and people are just too scared to actually drop there because like i felt super huh. kidded if i dropped there right. and like there were only ever like one or two other people and i would win those fights easy or whatever like I don't know. I think like maybe as more people like because this was just like an open beta they did just this weekend. It was very successful though. I just read it did one hundred twenty thousand concurrence. Nice. So, Damn. That's that's pretty good. So once yeah. it actually drops, I feel like that 
we'll see what where that sort of balancing lands uh-huh. right now it felt a little bit like it was very easy to get fully kitted um but then the fights were really fun so that didn't really matter as and much also it was a beta right so right. like all the balance that's, stuff that's is kind, kind of the of... point right mm-hmm. um uh yeah i don't i'm really excited for it to actually come back out uh it does need a little bit of like there's some optimization th- things that obviously it feels like it still needs it's it it like gave me a warning when i had first installed i was like hey we we, uh we see you've installed this game on a hard drive a disk drive uh please install us on an ssd the game will run much better and i was like okay let's see what it does and like i went in i did some tutorial stuff and there were parts where it's like oh this got really framey in some bits for some reason i swapped it to an ssd uh and all of that was kind of cleared up there were still a few moments when like if there were like five people throwing stuff out, it started to get a little framey. But apart from that, I never saw any like really horrible issues. So it's like it's like pretty pretty there. Um, but yeah, I just really enjoyed. Oh, also the like <laughs> the fucking wall is great. So if you in the trailer, I think you they start with this. They look up into the sky and like the dead center of the map in the sky is just a giant fuck off like snake god. Um, and the the wall around it is um like translucent but you can see it's like snake skin so it's like the snake is kind of closing in on you and you know how like most of these games have like uh red zones or whatever where like explosions just start going off um Mm -hmm. this is just like the snake you can see it from wherever you are like the snake in the sky fucking throwing flame balls down like it's just looks really cool (laughs) yeah Yeah. i want the snake i want the snake to just contract and slowly Ooh. just suffocating the yeah. no that's what's that yeah that's what's happening the, the like the wall is snake it's oh, translucent oh, okay. oh. but it, it is snake and it is slowly oh, you're the, in the snake yeah you're in the the wall itself the storm is like when you look at it the it's got the snake skin sheen on it so the I it see. is optically like yes the, i don't need a storm i just want a I big want snake. yeah so, I want solid snake. snake yeah yeah solid snake <laughs> Give me, a, give me a really solid snake. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Agreed. This one's not cutting it. IMO. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems good. This is, I'm watching some gameplay footage. I I, I watched some. I, I think it might end up being too twitchy for me um, because like, I feel like I look at this and I go, I'm going to fucking lose every time. <laughs> And that's just gonna like not. You know, put I'd me look in at that mood. and just wish that uh, you know it was sad that Sekiro got absolutely. I mean, it got some post game support, but it was not. Yeah, you know, no, big not expa- really. no traditional from expansion sort of thing. Uh, and they still uh, at, at this point, do, it's like they're gonna do a sequel. At this point, it's actually like too better far, than, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, they yeah, yeah. when they did the next gen slash uh, Stadia release, that was that right. was essentially them putting a pin. But they'll do a, a, a Activision called it a franchise when they said yeah, uh, the, yeah. the first sales numbers came out. So mm. they were they'll do another one. Um, That's good. That but uh, <laughs> but I was I always thought uh, I really wish that game had some sort of co op, even if it ended up being separate oh, from fun yeah. the yeah. single player game where they decided to say hey, we're actually not doing summoning and yada yada yada. We're gonna make this a, a completely solo experience, and that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I also wish still. it still had that so that people like I I still want to beat that game and I don't <laughs> want to I don't, I'm not saying mechanically I understand how it would work I'm just I'm listen just we like, figured out how to do co-op during that one save point we did stream. Do that. Yeah. you know <laughs> we just we each take half the controller we'll get yeah, through the rest of the game no work. big deal but I, but I, I I do hope with Sekiro 2 or whatever like yeah. stuff like I'm not gonna end up playing this you know battle royale mm. game but it does remind me that I 
I wish there was a multiplayer something with uh yeah with Sekiro. Sekiro. I think it would be really fun to have to be playing that game and coordinating with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um Going through I might check this out. This seems this seems like it's well made. Like I 100% look at this and go like, yeah, damn, this looks good. But I also I also look at it and go like, ow, my wrists hurt. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I can. I don't know that I can. There is um there is commit. a a fair amount of um because it is like melee combat. Once you're in close, it auto attacks yeah. too. And normally, like again, you the way that they've kind of made the map size and densities, you're mostly doing one on one fights. Um and mm. So, like, that hasn't been an issue at all. Like, there's never been a, a scrum where, like, suddenly there's, like, th- three people in, like, a tight space and then it has trouble deciding which one to attack or anything like that. Oh, it's not even that. It's mostly these, like, rapid turns and someone moves past you and you're trying to, like, re- right, to, like, re- locate them. Right, right, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there the is part a lot of, like, like oh, shit, like, this person's going to fucking teleport and or grapple hook yeah. past me and, like... yeah. Um, there's definitely a lot of have, points where it's like... I just don't like, have the skill anymore these days. I'm just, <laughs> I just know my, you know, it talk to me about this game back in my, uh, in my, in my Jedi, uh, Academy <laughs> days and, and things would be different. This is exactly what I wanted. Right. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, Naraka, Naraka uh, anyway, yeah. Blade Point. Naraka Blade Point. Um, very sad. And that's just, is that beta still going or is that beta? Which is I believe beta? that beta is over now. By the time you hear, you're hearing this. By the time this, this is out. Yeah. yeah it'll yeah. it'll definitely be down. But um, it seems like they're doing uh, play tests kind of regularly. So mm-hmm. you can go check out the, the Steam page and see when the next one is. Um. All right. I have like. A couple quick questions or comments that came into gamingadvice.com. Right. That sounds Does like everyone, a warning. Well, this first one, this first one is scary to me. Hey there, Waypoint crew. Alex in Massachusetts here. Uh, last week's Halloween maze email brought back memories of poorly supervised attractions. I too worked as a youth. As a, as a reminder, last week we had an, an email about someone who worked at a Halloween maze All and right. just played GBA games the whole time because no one came <laughs> through the maze. Uh, one particular haunt, a simple guided tour through a walking path around someone's farm property, used a nearly entirely volunteer force of local teens to run most of the scares. A friend of mine had been working there for about a week and talked me into joining him. When I arrived, uh, uh, I was handed a random store-bought werewolf mask and told to find a bush <laughs> to hide in. Very well, well run, uh, uh, haunt here. Uh, a couple, a couple uh, small scares later, I was bored and went to find my friend. We hatched a, pl- a plot to make things more interesting. I left my mask with him and went back to the entrance, where I explained to the guide that I'd be posing as a guest for the next tour. I feigned nervousness as I approached the next party and sheepishly explained that, quote, my friends all ditched me and I already bought a ticket. Can I can I just come with you so I didn't waste five dollars coming on my own? The mom of the group was quick to give an awe and welcome me to the group. I told my friend uh, to find a place early on in the path so I wouldn't be with them long. He jumped out almost immediately after we started. I went, ooh, werewolf, scary, boo, lame. The group turned to me uh, like, oh, no, we accidentally let the worst kid ever into our group. Just as my werewolf buddy leapt onto me, feigned a few slashes and dragged me by my feet into the cornfield. It worked marvelous, marvelously, a little too marvelously. <laughs> Members of the group ran and the guide had to uh, wrangle them and explain that I was a worker before they would continue. We were asked to go home as, quote, we have enough scares without you actually scaring people. I thought that was the point. 
That's extremely good. That's it's wonderful. Very funny. This is what happens. You need you need someone to explain what the you can't just let fifteen year olds decide where the scares are gonna be. They're gonna pick bad things. Or the manner in which they're delivered. It's right. inspired. Yeah. But it yeah. only works Honestly. because nobody got to consent to like, so here's exactly how we're gonna fuck you up. You know how you know like nothing bad is gonna happen to you? We're going to make you question that assumption. <laughs> Exactly. Um, God. Uh, this one comes in from Ben, who says, I want to bring up a specific area of food idiosync- idiosyncrasies that I haven't heard mentioned yet on the podcast. Public school lunches, specifically the unique brand of culinary innovation that happens among students in, in the cafeteria and a mix of uh, amid a mix of desperation, severe lack of resources and sheer chaotic curiosity mm-hmm. to try to spice up the awful cafeteria food that they served us. Chicken patties, hamburgers wrapped in tin foil, and French toast sticks, all stiff as plastic with syrup uh, that had the weird film on the surface. I love pizza, but the subpar early 2000s Domino's quality pizza we were given to eat in fifth grade just wasn't cutting it. One day, maybe on a dare, probably out of boredom, I spread grape jelly on a slice of pizza and took a bite, Mm. expecting it to taste terrible. And you know what? It wasn't bad. Yeah. The sweet, the sweetness added a nice extra zing to the pizza, which must have lacked in sauce, right? For a few months after that, I'd occasionally put grape jelly on pizza uh, if I was having a lackluster day as a treat. <laughs> None of my friends understood it. Was I an under, underappreciated genius in fifth grade? Was my body on the verge of puberty just craving some bizarre flavor combinations? Was I was I for some something? Uh, was I for something my underdeveloped? Uh, mm, was I craving something for my underdeveloped palate uh, that it couldn't conceive of? Hawaiian pizza? Uh, and in the absence of pineapple and ham, uh, I kept kosher at the time and was still a, a picky eater. I reached for a fruit adjacent substance in an attempt to replicate it. Who could say? Hawaiian <laughs> pizza rules, though. Uh, love the pod, long live the food bucket. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that's any weirder you know, than putting honey on pizza, you know? It's so, it's bread and cheese yeah. and fruit. That's this yeah. is a classic combination. That's a charcuterie board, basically. We've they, we've thought about it pizza as its own thing. What do you what do you mean we did it again? I'm just saying, like, it's very common amongst like you know, young kids, like dares, like boredom. Sure. Yeah. It results in like someone you know, hey, the classic, like, take all food on your plate, mix it together, yeah. and then whoever yeah. loses the dare has mix to take a Mix everything bite. in the yeah. soft drink, you know, 100%. thing, 100%. Yeah, like, that's, I get that. I, I think what is unique about this situation is that they they return to it. Like, this is all usually, <laughs> like, a one-off of boredom. I see. Like, yeah. th- this mm-hmm. is like, no, I've discovered something. So I think this is why your friends were looking at you that way. It was like, yeah, that, like, we thought it was funny that you ate the grape jelly on the pizza. You don't have to keep putting the grape <laughs> jelly on the pizza. But it's good. Eh, Turns no, out no it's thanks. great. No thanks. <laughs> Next time I have friends over post-vaccine, I'm going to put out a bunch of jellies with my with my pizza. Mm-hmm. What's that there for? You know, just, just in case. A lot of pizzas with like fancy vinegars over the top, too. Like real similar. Yeah. People, pe- like it's already the call's coming from inside the Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah, I need these strawberry chunks on top of my my pizza. God, um, the this this I feel like is a Rob a Rob thing. Uh, Hannah writes in and says it's ramp season. Do y'all fuck with ramps? If yes, yeah. favorite recipes. If not, why not? 
Uh, and also, uh, have some food porn. Bacon ramps fried in the bacon fat and butter, and then duck eggs fried in after. This, all, this stuff all looks great. I'll, these, this is just good food looking. This just looks like good food. Uh, Rob, do you want to explain what a ramp is? For people who don't know, like like so, like me, I've Googled I, it. I don't know how to describe them. I've had them. I have them for like the two weeks they show up around here. Use I've them. never had. I, I may I have had what a them, ramp but I don't is. Know. I, I, they make it easier to walk. Let's go. That's what I thought. Walk walk no, they, it's for doing sick flips off of. That's well, also what I thought. <laughs> like they're they're like little spring greens, but like super seasonal. Um, yeah, the, I don't know, the, the second image is what ramps are, which are I think that they're an onion. Is that right? Those uh, look like onions adjacent, to me, and, I think. But like, but like onion, like not. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's a North American or like species leeks. of wild they look onion. Like leeks, I it guess. Is, it more. is wild. It was onion adjacent. Okay. Um, absolutely. I've never mis- had them. They look great. They look like in these. These would look like very good greens to me. Mm-hmm. But they only show up briefly. Is this what I'm understanding? Well, so Just I think there's a couple kidding, things. Sure. One is like a ton of people don't get at like they're a little bit scarce they have i think a short like period where they're in season and they're not a hugely like commercial crop so it's not like people are like we got to get these ramps from mexico up to stores all around the u.s we oh it's ramp season in california bring out the california ramps that's not how it goes so like around here at least i started having them because i'm pretty sure in a fit of optimism for like two years running, we signed up to a really aggressive CSA. Mm. Um, and like when the ramps were there, it was pretty good. When it was root uh, vegetable season, it was less good. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> but like, so, so that's the thing. Like if you want, if, if you want to go like get ramps, they might show up at like a nice grocery store. They definitely will show up at like a fancy farmer's market, farmer's market situation, yeah. but only in those, when that window, when it's available, and and that's that's a that's a I mean, that's kind of like a nice way to live life. It's just not the way my life is structured currently is what I will say. Um, we got another Pop-Tart email from Jake. Not another one from Jake. Jake. Jake has not previously emailed us about Pop-Tart. He's got another <laughs> Pop-Tart email. And this one's from Jake, Great. who says, I have I, uh, I have a food oddity to bring up and see if anyone else stands with me or against me. Um, when Pop-Tarts came up on uh, Friday's episode, uh, uh, it, it, it struck him. Uh, like many people, I think Pop-Tarts are better when heated, but due to convenience and location, I more often eat them right out of the wrapper. However, when I eat them, I eat both at the same time. I don't take one out mm-hmm. and then the other one, but rather take bites essentially out of a double layer Pop-Tart. It's ultimately the same ratio of goo to dough, but, but with the added bonus of keeping it in the wrapper. Yeah, just Connor, why it does it feel so different to me? Yeah. Why does thinking about that make my throat dry up? Yes. It does. And like, <laughs> I don't think it's the same ratio. I don't think it is. I think you'd have to be taking very tiny nibbles. Right. No, hold on. But it should be the same ratio, right? right. No, it is the same ratio. You're having two things of identical ratios. Here's the thing. It is the same ratio, but the amount of dry stuff going into your mouth yeah. is doubled. It's hot. Even if the even if huh? yeah, even if yeah. the goo is doubled, but the amount of dry stuff is also doubled. Which yeah, it's just like a there's lot an of exponential. Jelly. I Sorry. need more goo as there's more dry stuff right. exponentially. Right. Totally. Not <laughs> not on a linear scale. That's not a linear. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how I always feel. <laughs> You know, just, you know, that's how I feel. A little more goo. Yeah. Also, it's worth saying that initial bite 
is going to be drier than yeah. the middle bite. Yeah, hundred percent. Because the ex that the edge of the pop tart is all dry because yeah. it's tart. Because it's right, exactly. Well, the tart's in the middle, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, this makes it easier to eat one handed. To just need to occasionally push the wrapper down more or the pop tarts up. What is the scenario? Yeah, damn. I have a real hard well, time it's, eating it's, it's, a single pop tart one handed. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? But you, I, you put both of them together. Well, no, in my it's mitt. like it's like I see <sighs> this like you're if you have something in your other hand. Imagine getting a wrapped two pack of pop tarts the way they come. I can see yeah. a way of like, okay. opening well, it with your mouth. I got my PS5 controller in my right. hand. I'm doing gardening in near. I got to check in on my garden. Right. I don't have time to eat a full meal right now. Good I don't on. have time to to pick up a single pop tart in one hand. Even I gotta get. A, I gotta. I gotta rush through this meal. Well, it's just like they already come in the two packs, right? This is that specific two pack situation. They where do. Like, yeah. So you grab the box. You you grab the the two pack out of the box with one hand. Still, yeah. you bite. And open the packet, right? You still have two things in no, your hand. No, I'm not. I'm not biting the packet. Well, that's the only way you can open it one-handed. This is what we're, I'm going through the motions here of doing this entire process yeah, one-handed. I see what you're I'm okay. Just right? put the thing down for a second. Yeah, <laughs> put the controller down. It's fine. The, gar- the flowers guard. The flowers. Assume that you can't for whatever reason. This is how you would do this, right? And then you push right, down yes, the wrapper sure, around yes. both of the pop tarts. Like genuinely, right? if I, I was one-handed, you would. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So this is. This is what they're doing here, and I think it ends up being a little bit more efficient to eat the whole packet this way if you only have the one hand to, like, do it with. But I would still put it down and just take one out and do it. Just it take it one extends out. the... You know what? I would rather have Pop-Tarts for longer than, like, weird, big, right. dry bites. I don't want the double bite. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah, I'm not trying to go through them that quick. My, so here's the thing. If I'm eating Pop Tarts, it's already a day where I feel like I don't have time for a real right. meal in that place. This is why like the Pop Tart has become associated with bad feelings for me. Like <laughs> I do not like the Pop Tart because the Pop Tart is like the food of things are not going well. Things are You're not, not going wrong. plan. It, You're it, not wrong was, at all. In fact, was, I, I, I mostly associate it with this next question. Hmm. But go ahead. Let me just stay here. Well, I, all I was gonna say is like it's associated with me with uh breakfasts at work because that's what i would take from the the vending machines when i would work during uh college right like it's like mm-hmm. the easiest form of breakfast was the pop tart at at the job already just kind of right. sh- like waking up and eating it while i sit yeah. there and nobody comes in the door the the pop tart for me like rob i do associate it with like you need to eat quick or being broke and like having yeah, some pop tarts as a treat <laughs> you know what i mean um, uh, which, which raises this last question from Alex, who says, Hi, Waypoint crew. All the recent food discussions have got me thinking about the weird improvised meals my friends and I would end up making when uh, when undergrads at university. In my first year, I lived in a hall that didn't have a kitchen. There was a canteen that served meals, but if you missed the meal times, you were out of luck. We also weren't allowed to have any appliances like toasters in our rooms, except for a kettle because of the supposed fire risk. Not this led to lots of improvised improvised making meals with just a kettle or the secret toasty toasty maker one guy kept hidden under his bed if the canteen had closed that's a hell that's some contraband right there Uh, that's 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 fucking wild it is uh some like if you're not gonna ramen in this kettle yeah if you're not gonna have a place open at all times for students 
who yeah. are gonna be working at weird hours anyways to get yeah. food you need to allow them access to things they can cook to food a kitchen with of some yes. of some sort yeah <laughs> um uh as as we were all in that student loan money most of us didn't have the cash to be spending loads on eating out or getting takeout all the time I perfected a system where I boiled various sauces and, and vegetables for pasta or curries using uh, precise arrangements of bowls of boiling water or just boiling things straight in my kettle. One guy managed to make a full Sunday roast with a whole chicken using only a kettle. What? One friend what? used to collect nettles from the grounds to make nettle soup. Sure. It's kind of wild in retrospect that we didn't uh, have access to kitchens given how much we were all having to pay in rent. How do you... Uh, what are the most impressive meals you've managed to make with very limited equipment and resources available How do you, you? roast a... How? I don't... How do you what? roast a chicken <laughs> you in the roast kettle? roast a chicken with just hot water? You don't... You boil it. You, the, the, the boiled chicken, boil I guess. It. But how... That's boiled a chicken. whole chicken? Where? It has to be a little chicken. It has to be a little, a little baby. <laughs> like a little Cornish like a little hen. hen? Like yeah. a little Cornish hen. Sure, but even then, you <sighs> pour the hot water from the kettle onto this thing, and then it sits there in the quickly No, I think you, you don't think <laughs> you put it in the kettle? There's no way you can fit a Cornish hen in a kettle. It's a big kettle. It's a... <laughs> Chicken in the kettle. Cornish chicken in the kettle little. sounds like a British... Yeah, right? A British uh, <laughs> meal to me. Oh. How to rotisserie grill a chicken on a... Oh, that's not a kettle. This is not, not, a, this not a real kettle. I gotta find a kettle. I have to find it's this. Just, Someone I, has I to have done like this. I feel like that chicken might not have been done all the way. Uh. <laughs> I feel like we would know that. I feel like we would hear the rest of that story. Right. And then everyone got... And then sick. everyone got... Food because poisoning. Because everyone had a piece of that chicken. If someone right. in your fucking right. on your dorm floor or whatever in your residence hall had roasted a chicken in a kettle, <laughs> I think this is one of those things where chicken can be real dangerous. Yeah, but the odds are pretty good. Nobody will get sick if you'll prepare it. Like right. the odds are still probably in your favor. But if it goes bad, it's going to go, gonna go bad. real bad. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, that, and that kettle chicken situation <laughs> will be investigated. How to make oh. chicken. Wait, okay. I'm Okay, here's another thought. Uh-huh. What if what if the chicken was pre-cut and just done in turns? That way you're the, dropping a breast in the kettle. In the kettle. Cooking that. Okay, single breasts, it. though, are like. They're enormous. That's I the know problem. They are. Like, I know. I'm just. But I'm they're smaller the than the kettle. They're smaller but than the whole think of the, chicken, rather. The holes? Yeah. I guess bit What's by bit. What's the alternative? No, yeah. I mean, that's what I was wondering. It's like, did they put it in a pot and then pour boiling water and then make more saying. boiling water? That's just the, like continuously. Yes. See, that was my assumption, Kyle. <laughs> right? Like, where, like, there's a sort are of. Are they draining the cold water? Thing. Right, exactly. And then putting in more hot water? I guess that's possible. Eventually, that that chicken will be boiled. <laughs> that's miserable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just let Me these either. kids have a hot plate. What? Yeah, that's fucked up. That's well, also, what I was thinking. Nothing like, stopping those do kids that? from getting a hot plate, right? <laughs> Which is what I did. Right. Yeah. Like, sure. Uh huh. When we had we had my kitchen partner and I moved into dorms. my dorm room illegally. This is bizarre to me. Yeah, like the first thing we got was a hot plate and a coffee maker. Yeah. And huh. we're like, now now this is our first apartment, this tiny <laughs> dorm room. Yeah. Uh I'm watching people do this now on YouTube. It's gross. You can you can I'm totally a lot of fit. Good breakfast you can fit on the hot plate. <laughs> you can fit piece by piece, you could fit it. Right. Of course. Of course. That's the way that's sure. the way people are doing it. I don't love it. God, I don't, no. That can't be good. I do not love it. 
I that's do gonna not leave love it. some sort of contaminant mm. deep in the oh, bowels yeah. of that this kettle fucking... is now your that kettle. <laughs> that is, is the meat kettle. kettle. That's your yeah. chicken. That's the meat kettle at this point. It's got a big mouth though. I don't like it. Ugh. God. Anyway, thanks, Alex. I, I all this is to say, in, when I was in this situation, I ate a lot of pop tarts. I actually got really good at making ramen. Is what I did. Uh, uh like just like. Ramen plus plus fresh vegetables, eggs, you know, like had a that, lot that of sort of thing. A lot of rice with stuff on it. Uh, specifically, yeah, sure. the the sure. rice bean and uh, a soft boiled egg or like a, mm. a, a runny sunny side up egg on top is actually a fucking great meal. That's a whole carbohydrate right there. Fucking rice and black beans. Fucking love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's energy, baby. Yeah. That's energy to go to your your nine nine a.m. class. Uh-huh. See, I never attention. felt. I never felt poor as long as there is like plentiful fresh salsa or pico de gallo uh, sure. in the jam of the tiny fridge. Yeah, that adds up. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like, getting good news, honey. It's my homemade French toast, homemade being that fancy pepperidge farm bread dipped in some <laughs> eggs and toasted with huevos rancheros for some reason. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go, baby. But that's the thing you had, you had. You had a place I can to cook. Provide for you, girl. God, <laughs> stick with me, baby. I gotta. I got a single all to myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the thing. Is like that. So that was the thing. Is in college, my first year, I had like a hell situation. We had a suite, mm-hmm. and I had like a roommate in my room plus yeah. four other that. people in the suite. It was so Ooh. cramped and miserable. We had one bathroom between us. It was. It sucked. It was like the worst. Jeez. And like. I, you know, I hope I hope Frankie is doing okay out there. Uh, but he was kind of an annoying roommate to have. Then I'd I'd become friends with someone who was uh, an RA and about to become. I want to say he was about to become like the resident, not just a, whatever the above the resident assistant or resident advisor was, like the the head of a building basically. Um, and he was like, listen. You can make some, I can make some things happen for you. I can get you and, and a friend of yours a single in in this tower that I'm in, and so I got, I moved into that into that tower. The kitchen was way worse mm. because it was a kitchen. It was two kitchens on the top floor that were poorly maintained and had to service the entire the entire uh, a building versus an in like even even when I was in the suite. Uh, the, the, um, kitchens there were better maintained, I think probably because it was a freshman dorm where like they wanted those kitchens to look nice and, and serviced way less people, uh, all said, because it was not per suite, but it was per floor in the, in the, in the building and they were small buildings. So, you know, it's a different situation. I'm glad I don't have, I'm so glad I'm not in college anymore. <laughs> what a fucking miserable way yeah. to live that was. There were um, things that I internalized as like cute and plucky and scrappy that yeah. now I'm like, oh, that's just misery. It's just misery. <laughs> it's just not good. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, thank you for sending in letters. You can send them to gaming at vice.com if you want to partake uh, in in the the festival of emails, um, that's the thing I've just decided that we're in the middle of Great. now. <laughs> we're in email. I, rem- I remember that machine from Bioshock. Yeah, the festival <laughs> of emails. That's what it said. Come back when you get it's, some it's what's money, happening buddy. In the opening of the JRPG. You, bu- you just bought. <laughs> Great news, sweetie. 
It's the festival of emails. emails. Nothing bad can happen today. (laughs) As you know, it's the most important day in our kingdom's history. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. Festival of emails is just like, I feel like that's a, is that an alternate near ending, but it's actually a festival of emails? Yes, exactly. That's actually. Send me to the festival of emails. That's where I want to go. Oh, the festival of emails. I love that rat Emil. <laughs> that guy's a party animal. Honestly, love, if that's what happened to Emil oh, in the end, good for Emil. I'd love that to Emil. TikTok trend about the Emil musical that they were doing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Again, honestly, please make an Emil musical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess they kind of did. It's called Near because every yeah. song in this. Did you hear this? This I heard this over the over the weekend. I've not verified this claim. My understanding is the soundtrack in this remake is different, or in this port, or whatever, is new. There's new versions yes. of all this music, yes. and that Yoko Taro told whoever the the composer was like you need to add vocals to every track this time not just specific oh. ones to everyone so that, so, so, so my your family specific yes. family beef yeah Yoko Taro said we want to annoy Patrick's family oh specifically oh. it's so funny uh anyway thank you for taking part in the festival of emails uh sending your questions in gaming at vice.com you can find me on twitter at austin underscore walker where can people find you rob at rob Zachme. Hopefully getting a nap is my hope. <laughs> I, tried, I several times tried to take a screen capture. Rob was like, firmly. No, then find little micro sleeps. Leave me alone. But that's why I finally wrote. I was like, Rob, you could just oh. leave. Like, it's cool. And you're like, I wasn't no, missing I'm, anything. He wrote. He wrote. <laughs> Yeah. Said, no, I must listen about orchids. Yeah, <laughs> okay, it's so sure. funny. Uh, anyway, Rob, please get some rest. Patrick, where can people find you? At Patrick Klopik. Kato. At A underscore Kato underscore appears. Uh, you can follow everything we do. Twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.vice.com. Uh, thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track. Miss you off the EP Pal machine. Find out more about that. Waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. I have good news, everybody. A peach flower has blossomed in my garden. Oh, here we go. That's that's. Go, I have baby. everything I need for the lunar tier <laughs> now, baby. I got peach. I got pink. I got indigo. The thing is, if I if I end up with only ten pink pink seeds, I have to make a decision, which is: do I give them over for the quest, or do I replant them? Right, but it's <laughs> so in the I, middle of the day. You can plant one now, and by the time you like revisit the game this evening, won't you be all right? No, because they're not even at the seed stage yet. They're just flowers. Uh, they're re- not going to be seeds until tomorrow. If you, you replant them, will they breed true? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so I could just plant them, more. or I can guarantee that. That's the thing. I can guarantee. Yeah. As long as I save one, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'll check up on uh, with with all this next time. I hope everyone uh, has a great week. Uh, we have any what's what's coming? What's coming at the end of the week? We got anything to, to tease? Is yes. Pokemon? Can we, can we talk about Pokemon Snap out this I can't week? Say, that, I can't say anything. You can't about say a that word. Shit. Okay. Pokemon but Snap is a game week. that's coming out at the end of this week. Is what I can yeah, say. That's all. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Just think about. I mean, that. by the end of the week, we can talk about Pokemon Snap. Yeah, probably. Yeah, sure. Totally. We can talk about your article. It'll rule. Uh-huh. Yeah, it'll it'll uh-huh. rule. It'll have been up for a couple uh, days. Is there anything else? Uh, did anyone? Does anyone have anything else to, to tease for later this week? No, no? I'll, I'll okay. probably write about Returnal by by Thursday, whenever the, the that'll drop. Is. That drops this week, right? That drops on yes. Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so we, at some point, we'll have- I'm looking forward to sharing with you all um, the network architecture I'm building for my media library ah. and uh, the services that I'm going to employ to heading in that direction. All right, yeah. But, like what? What's going to serve? 
the media? That's right. the real question. Yeah. You're so much more interested in this part than the actual listening to any of the shit you're <laughs> going to do. But this is the joy. It's fun, yeah. This is the joy of it. Figuring the out joy is building the machine bits. sometimes. I get it. I also I I I do but I'm I'm, Patrick I'm kind of I'm kind of like coming to my my homie's aid here I'm kind of actually with you is the thing I just don't well I'm not trying to pile on but I'm kind of with you no I like it's just not my thing but I understand like I know I have so many people in my life yes especially in video games that like that is their thing it's like I I'm glad that that's why I'm you build it I come to your plex. You've right. done the work. If you like, build it, thank he you. will come. He is Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for ha- thank you for giving me your plex key. <laughs> uh, and and on that note of advocating piracy, fuck capitalism. Go. Home. Yeah, you, can make, you can make you can make sharing about running a plex. <laughs> All I am doing is sharing my legally acquired media that I can do what I want with. Yeah, I that's how that's how those licenses better. work. We'd all just be in a better place, <laughs> and so we should find uh, uh, practical solutions to making the world more like the one we want there to be. Uh, we'll be back next week. Bye, or this week later this week. Bye. <laughs> When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Remember when a bunch of musicians were like, damn, these kids are downloading MP3s and buying our albums because they like the tracks they're hearing. We must stop them. <laughs> they need to pay them. us for those tracks. Oh. Do you remember when last week or two weeks ago, the dude, a, a person who made, who was on the Days Gone team was like, Hundreds of thousands of people were stealing our game. That's money out of my pocket. Those people weren't going to buy your fucking game, man. <laughs> That's not how that shit works. Did you see it's the part where the owner of Spotify was like, I'd be happy to buy a British Premier team? Oh my God. <laughs> what? Oh, this is the thing. The, the, oh, oh. Right? We were better off. We were better off. We that were better dude, off that with dude, piracy. Like 18 months ago, it was like musicians just need to hustle harder. I'm sorry. You can't just that cut ring. an album every two years and like live on that. And then last week he's like, yo, if anyone's you can't selling do that. A, a Premier League but team, I'm buying. But I can. Yeah, I, I can live on that. Eat Rip shit. to you, but I'm different, I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, fuck. God. Fuck that. All right, we're done this podcast. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we Bye-bye. finished it. Punch alligators with super fists. Like, yeah, that's what but, someone said. Like, it makes no. a lot uh-huh. more, it fits a lot more. It would only be better if you roundhouse kicked them. That's true. I mean, the punching in, we, I mean, we could talk about this, but like, yeah, the punching in that, yeah, uh, I'm sure you saw me at least punch someone once in that <laughs> DLC, and it, it was dope. Um, <laughs> punch without aiming. Especially because, it, yeah, it doesn't explain. <laughs> Fuck. It, yeah. Didn't explain anything. Uh, yeah, we'll save it. We'll talk about that. I'm catching up on that before the. When is that new one again?
May 7th. So like, okay, two, two weeks. It comes out on a Friday. Um, unless you want to go to Australia and just go buy a copy at Walmart or something. <laughs> Take a flight. All right. Are we uh, ready to do a time to this? No, Patrick left. <laughs> oh, Patrick, Patrick, literally, I was not on my camera, so I did not see that. <laughs> literally just stood up and perfect time energy. that is. <laughs> yeah, so I, so I see. Uh, ready to clap? Happy golf mm-hmm. day, everybody. Ooh. I feel like we've just hit this day multiple times in the past. I feel like I would just be redoing old material. Hit this day while we hit the links. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Um, why is it called Lynx? What is the? Well, I mean, originally, like in the Scottish tradition, they're golf links. Um, oh. The idea is that the holes are linked. Um, that so makes that's sense. Of course, yeah. All right. Hmm. This is Thank not true. Rob. That's not true, Rob. It isn't. That's what <laughs> no. I was told. No. Uh, the word. Oh man, I thought comes... Rob was just doing. He could just be doing authority to Rob, and I'm like, I'm going to pass on that trivia uh-huh. to someone <laughs> post vaccination. It's like I'm going to be out. Like, you know what I heard? Did you know? Yeah, it's, there's me. a Scots language word. Uh, Lynx comes from the Scots language word from the from Scots language from the old English word hink, which means rising ground or ridge, what? and refers to the area of coastal sand dunes and sometimes open parkland. So that means the area was already the links, and that's where they put and they built a game horses. on top of the geography. they built a game on top of it. Gotcha. Apparently. Wow. Oh, that's so interesting. I, feel I like also watching, would have assumed what yeah. I feel like watching the British Open like five times twenty years ago <laughs> like misinformed me. <laughs> Apparently it means something specific too. Like this article makes it seem as if to play on links is to play a certain type of golf because huh. of the, the actual way links are compared to other types of because it's a coastal I wonder if it's course. like more naturalistic where you're not like manipulating the ground they do with like actual golf courses or you know that might be the actual that, golf well, that's kind of what I was that's kind of what I was talking about like that this like those courses are less manicured right then like American golf courses like they plant them in the middle of a fucking desert and they still look like they're <laughs> right you know in lush temperate climes but also when I think about it the only links courses that really occur to me are all in that like coastal environment with the the tall grasses. Uh Uh-huh. Lots of water hazards. The the big fuck you bunkers that are like 12 feet bunkers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um all right. Uh we never clapped. We just we did not clap about golf for a while. (laughs) Forty forty three. All right.